And welcome into a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He is Griffin Bass. Busy day ahead. I'm going to preview Ravens Patriots. Our buddy Sal Palantonio from ESPN will check in. He will be working the broadcast for ESPN Radio, and I presume working uh, Sports Center and the various uh, shoulder programming as well from Foxborough on Sunday. Also today, we will catch up with uh, Maryland legend Vernon Davis. He's going into the Maryland Athletics Hall of Fame, and he is literally doing everything now that he's retired. My God, I, I was just perusing what Vernon Davis has been up to. Uh, we already knew he was an actor. He was in the Baywatch movies, been doing a bunch of stuff. He's now also doing music. He owns a basketball team, and he was on Iron Chef. But other than that, just a lazy couple he, of... He owns a basketball team now, too? Yeah, uh, in the is, is NBDL, is that Australia or... I think it's Australia. Okay. He owns an Australian basketball team. I'd like for him to buy the Suns. Might uh, see if I can't ask him about that <laughs> when we chat with uh, old Vernon Davis a little bit later on. A man who once upon a time they called Duke, and then everybody at Maryland was like, can we stop doing that? Can we not call you Duke? Would that be all right? Love me some Vernon Davis. Um, Ken Zalis will catch, check, check in. We'll make picks this morning, and we will get you segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Marlon Humphrey. That is all on the way here on a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Today's show brought to you by the Maryland Five Star. Come see Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders Compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars, Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill. Presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Uh, Orioles win last night, so cool. I mean, I, I got nothing to say about it. I do think it's interesting. We were talking the other day about, you know, figuring out how the offense will be different a year from now than it was this season. And, of course, Gunnar Henderson, we having a full season of Gunnar Henderson, we assume, will play a significant role in that. And there are more pieces that perhaps internally could come, like a Colton Kowser at some point. There are other things that we believe could help, you know, fortify the Orioles lineup a season from now. Kyle Stowers is one of the more interesting questions to me going into next year as far as, are, are you penciling Kyle Stowers in to be an everyday player in this lineup? And obviously it was a nice night for Kyle Stowers last night, both offensively and defensively. But are you committing to Kyle Stowers as being an everyday bat in this lineup? Or is it more, hey, Kyle Stowers is part of the equation, but we need to see what we can do as far as building a lineup is concerned and then where he might fit within that. Based on how he's been used, you would think that they view him as more of a platoon hitter. But is that... Would that be different if they just let him play every day? Would we feel something different about Kyle Stowers? And I don't, I seriously don't know the answer to that question. And it will be something that obviously the Orioles will have to address during the course of the offseason. And, and maybe something that they say is sort of one of these good, they might come into it next year saying, we're going to have five outfielders and our plan is to play all of them. And that's the best way for us to go about building a a lineup. That's the best way for us to go about figuring out a way to make this offense work. I'm not married to anyone whose name isn't Rutchman or Henderson. Or, I guess, Mrs. Clark. I guess I should say I'm married to her. 
I, I mean, technically, let me come back to something. I'm only married. If we, if you could trade her for Shohei Otani. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe turn these microphones down for a second. I don't think she's watching today or listening, but just in case. Um, I'm not, I am not committed to anyone. And to be fair, I still don't know where I'm committed to Gunnar Henderson playing. Adley Rutschman being the catcher is the only thing that I say is a must for opening day next year. Gunnar Henderson must be in the lineup, but if you feel like you can get a Trey Turner, maybe a Carlos Correa, I'm, I'm, I, it's really tough for me. It's really tough for me. Although one of the things that I'm struggling with Carlos Correa is I'm also struggling with the fact that like when we talk about Aaron Judge winning the Triple Crown, he's going to win the Triple Crown batting like 315. Like the, we, the days of there being a lot of 300 to 330 hitters are kind of over. On base percentage, obviously, is far more significant. There are things... Like, I have to really think, and I have to really dive more into the Carlos Correa thing. At, on paper, I said a million times, I think I'm opposed to spending that much money on a player that I don't think is that player. I think he's a good player. I think he's a high-level player. But I think if you're spending that much money, you need to get a generational type of player. And this is where somebody would swoop in and say, yeah, that's not really how baseball works anymore. The money's out of control. $200 million don't get it. What get, get you what it used to. But if you think you can upgrade at shortstop, I'm listening to Gunnar Henderson playing somewhere else. And if they still think Jorge Mateo is scratching the surface of what he can be at a fairly advanced age now, like I don't really know what more you're projecting there, but if they think there's something more there, okay, I'm... I like Jorge Mateo. I have liked Jorge Mateo. I just feel like you can get more offensive production at that position. And if you don't get it there, it's got to come somewhere else. The first thing to say was, well, if you don't get it there, Gunnar Henderson will be playing somewhere else and you'll get it from there. It's an interesting conundrum for this team. As, again, we've, we've liked this team. We've been appreciative of what this team has done. But I think there's a real question. I still think that Cedric Mullins is going to be your center fielder next year. That's my that's my gut. But if there's an opportunity, even that, as much as I like Cedric Mullins, I think we all know he's probably not, you know, insert, he's probably not going to have a, you know, a Ken Griffey Jr. type of career in Baltimore. He's probably not going to have even an Adam Jones type of career in Baltimore. If there is an opportunity for you to find something special, or if you think that you have an internal center field answer and you can get a few really quality pieces for Cedric Mullins, I'm listening on a lot of things as you try to build. The problem is you can't be trading away for the sake of trading away. You've got to be trading away to improve now. It's not trading away for prospects. It's trading away to improve your team now. Major league trades. I'm listening on. Very interesting to me how the Orioles go about building it, but it was nice that they got a win last night for those of you that are invested. And obviously Jordan Lyles threw a complete game, which I, I got to be honest with you, I was listening to the radio broadcast at that point, and it was a little bit awkward. Like the way, I don't remember who was calling it. I assume it was Jeff and Brett that were doing it last night. It was, the reaction was like he had thrown a no-hitter. 
Like, I mean, it was a little bit over the top because we just haven't seen. Again, we've seen no hitters more frequently than we've seen complete games. So did you not get a chance to listen to the TV broadcast at all? This I did week? not. Uh, well, it, no, I listened to a little bit of the three man booth. The yeah, other night. I thought like, they were. I thought they were phenomenal. I like the three man booth. I think it it feels like there should, the three man booth should be there for big. And I know that right. like we were hoping this was going to be a big series this week, but. It's a it's a weird feeling. They're, if they could do it all season long, I think I'd be cool with it. They're not going to do it all season long. Like 120 to 30, 40, 140 games? They're not going to do that. They're yeah. not going to do anything like that. Yeah. Given the limited number of times they're going to do it, I, I like the idea of, hey, opening day, let's do a three-man booth, maybe the first series, and then big series, big division home series during the summer, things like that. That's I like the idea of doing that to make it to match how big it feels. That it feels like a big series. We want to make the broadcast feel big. I like that scenario. This was, I don't know, kind of overkill for me this week yeah. where I was like, yeah, cool. Like, it's cool, don't get me wrong, but it almost like accidentally came off as gimmicky because I just couldn't justify this being a big series. And of course, it didn't, it didn't go so well. Um, but yeah, Jordan Lyles throws a complete game, bullied, neat, neat. I mean, neat. And, you know, deserved it. He only threw 94 pitches. He deserved the opportunity to finish a complete game. So that's that's a neat thing. I'm not I'm not really not trying to poo-poo it, if you will. Just kind of a weird reaction it felt like as I was listening to the radio broadcast. Like, okay, he threw a complete game. It's I guess that's 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 cool. It doesn't happen very often anymore. I understand that. I do understand that. Last one, last Orioles uh, <coughs> complete game was John Means. John Means. I'm so. aware. I'm aware. We see no hitters in complete games with almost equal frequency at mm-hmm. this point. I understand that. Um, anyway, so the Orioles win a game. Clearly the story now tonight is Trey Mancini coming back. And you wish that he was coming back for what would feel big again. Somebody – I'm trying to remember who I was having a conversation with. I was reminded – that is as 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 much as the Orioles seem out of it. If the the math we should be doing here, I'm going to pull up the standings. Is how many games behind the Blue Jays are they? Right. I, I think uh, they, I'll, I'll tell you in one second. They are the Mariners lost. Yeah, there's six and a half games behind the Blue Jays. The point that was being made to me was if they can get within three of the Blue Jays then you would feel that juice for the final series of the season. That you're saying they're, they're having many games back of a playoff spot right now. I'm trying to... You four. Said four. four. They're four games yeah. back of a playoff spot, right? But the way it was pointed out to me is the way we should really talk about it is as if they're three and a half games behind a playoff spot because you control your destiny in the final three games of the season, right? So I want to make sure I have this math right. If they won those three games, they would get the tiebreaker against the Blue Jays, e- right? Because I think there were... S- uh, got it. <clears throat> they are here. Let me. Uh, I'm pretty. Uh, sh- I'm pretty sure that's right. But they'd have to win all three. Like I'm pretty sure. Season results. Orioles, Blue Jays, head to head this season. The they're eight and eight. Okay. They're eight and eight. Right. So they, in order to get the tiebreaker, they'd only have to win two out of three. But. You'd have to be within one game of the Blue Jays for winning two out of three to to help you mm-hmm. in that. The idea being, what he and I'm God, I'm so sorry to whoever I was talking about or talking about this with, because it was well stated. Which is the better way of looking at it is however many games you are behind the Blue Jays, that's how many games you really are out of a playoff spot 
because you could start the playoffs with that series against the Blue Jays. You could say you have a series of one-game playoffs starting that day, so you're really three and a half games out of a playoff spot. And if you could just close that gap and get to within three, then you're in the playoffs starting with that series. Now, is it likely that the Orioles are going to sweep a series against the Blue Jays at the end of the year? No, it's not. But is it possible? Of course. And if you know you're playing for your, you know, your, your playoff lives, maybe that could change something. So it was a compelling argument. Is it easier to come back from down four games with, I'm sorry, I don't have this math in front of me, however many total games left to play? Or is it easy to come back with from three and a half games, subtracting three games from the total number of games left to play? Well, maybe it's easier to come back from down four games, but the Mariners don't have as difficult of a schedule as the Blue Jays do. So really what you're rooting for is the Blue Jays to start losing a game or two in there, give you something back. You don't like the Orioles' chances against the Astros for four games this weekend, though. Like, it's really hard to start painting the picture where this all comes together for you to even get within three games of the Blue Jays at the end of the season. It was, it's a unique thought. It's interesting if it could happen. It's just really hard to imagine because the Orioles just lost two or three at home to the Tigers. It's hard for them to do, imagine them doing much of anything between now and the end of the season. It just feels like they've hit the end of the road. And that's, you know, that's the way it goes. Life will go on. But if they were to magically make up, even if they couldn't close the gap on Seattle, but they were to magically make up three and a half between now and the final series of the season, it would give them a chance. That seems like an awful lot to ask in a short amount. What are we talking about? Like 14 games, I think. 14 games total left in the season? or uh, So, yeah. 17, yes, 14 yes. games total. So you're really talking about making up three 11. and a half games within the span of 11 games. I mean, it seems next to impossible. I, I guess if you somehow went seven and four and they went four and seven, I mean, I, yeah, it seems nearly impossible for that to work out. But they'll play the games anyway. And yes, Trey Mancini will be back tonight. I don't have a lot of things to say about Trey Mancini's return. It's not because I'm not, I won't be happy for Trey. It's more like I wish the games mattered. And tonight, for the crowd that goes out, and I imagine a couple more. Are you going to go tonight? Yeah, I'm going to go tonight. I imagine a couple more people will go tonight because Trey will be back. It's also a Gunner jersey or T-shirt. Okay, yeah. so that'll be helpful. That'll get a few more people there tonight as well. I don't think it's going to be a big crowd. I think it's going to be, what were they getting, 9,000 this week? I think they'll get maybe 12,000 tonight. And they'll get more people on the weekend just because it's the weekend, obviously. Except for, well, maybe, I don't know how I don't know how it works out with crowds on Sunday home games when the Ravens are playing. I mm. I'm, I'm guessing it won't be huge, but there'll be a little bit more people than probably there were there this week um, just because the crowds were so small this week. For the for the 12,000 or whatever it is that go out tonight, it'll be an opportunity to stand up and cheer for Trey one more time. And if you go out this weekend, it'll be an opportunity for you to, to say, you know, we love you, Trey. And that's a neat thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it. I just don't have another big take beyond that. It's There's slightly more juice because Trey Mancini is returning. It's it's not like if Adam Jones had returned when he was playing for the Diamond. I, this is the tricky part about this, right? Is that we love Trey Mancini. We love Trey Mancini. But we're also talking about a player that's never been an all-star. We're talking about a player that's just sort of been our guy. And we've been grateful for him. This isn't an icon coming back after, you know... 
going somewhere else to finish their career. This isn't Albert Pujols coming back to St. Louis, of course, you know, coming back to visit St. Louis, not like when he came back to play in St. Louis at the end, because obviously that's been far different. You know, this this is a nice player that we love here returning. It's not going to draw another 10,000 people coming back to the ballpark. They give Cal Ripken, I know this is going to sound, you know, insane, but if Cal Ripken had signed in Texas for the final season of his career, him coming back to Baltimore would get a packed house. This won't do that. But it's a neat moment, and I adore Trey Mancini. He's one of my favorite. I have been, you know, I, I, he and I traded a few texts this week. I love Trey Mancini. What's, we all love Trey Mancini, and we're all grateful for him. And it's a neat opportunity to go say, dude, thank you. Thank you. We can talk about whether Trey Mancini comes back. I have sort of moved that into the not happening bucket, and I'm kind of moved on from it. Like, I'm not opposed to it. It's not me saying I don't, you know, no way, no how, no sir, could Trey Mancini come back to Baltimore. I just don't think it's viable. And so because I don't think it's viable, I'm just sort of not talking about it all that much. I don't know what the big picture take is to have about Trey Mancini. I'm sorry. I know that's like my responsibility as a show host is to be able to emotionally discuss these things and eloquently lay out some sort of essay about the return of Trey Mancini. I think it's an awkward circumstance. If the team had just been bad all season long, maybe easier for me to do that. The problem is it's hard for me to shake the disappointment of the last couple of weeks. Like that to me is the Oriole story. And now Trey Mancini comes rolling back. And you're like, hey, man, neat. But a reminder of the excitement that we were feeling when you were here that we're not feeling right now when you come back. Like it's, it's awkward grateful for Trey Mancini, love Trey Mancini, anytime, wherever he is in his career, wherever he ends up, anytime he comes back to Baltimore, he is going to get an ovation the first time he comes to the plate. And maybe every time he comes to the plate. But, I don't know. I just, in a weird way, I almost wish it kind of wasn't happening because I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not, I'm not feeling the juice because it's been a tough stretch for the Orioles, and it's just kind of been a bummer of a couple of weeks. It would be great to see Trey Mancini, though. Love that guy. Love that guy immensely. All right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery, where they are throwing a massive Oktoberfest party this Saturday from noon to midnight. It's free admission, but they've got two VIP ticket packages available one that allows you to drink all day for just $30 from their amazing craft brew selection. And all day, all you can drink for $30. All you can eat and drink for $80. Oktoberfest this Saturday at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. You're going to want to be there. Get your tickets, guilfordhall.com. Ravens Patriots coming up this Sunday up in Foxborough. Not only is the game on Fox, you can also listen to it on ESPN Radio. And our next guest, one of our favorites, will be part of that broadcast crew. And I imagine you'll be seeing him there from uh, on Sports Center and all of the various Sunday programming on ESPN. 
He is our friend, Mr. Sal Palantonio, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Sal, it's Glenn. It's always great to catch up with you, sir. Thank you for taking the time for us. Oh, good morning, Glenn. I'm glad you do it. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're doing great as well, sir. I am, you know, it's it's been a weird week, as I imagine you, you can understand here in Baltimore. It's been a difficult, hey, what what do we make of what we saw last week? Because there's part of it where it's one game, it's early in the season, goofy things happen in the NFL, and the Ravens are still very depleted in trying to get guys back. And then there's the other side of it where you say, Yes, but teams don't blow 21-point leads in the fourth quarter in the NFL. That never happens, even given all of those circumstances. It still seems like there has to be something wrong. What did you make of what you saw a week ago? Uh, well, I'm going to go for option D there. Okay. <laughs> uh, good, good, yeah, good teams don't blow 21-point leads in the NFL, and uh, that kind of thing should not happen. So... Uh, I'm sure that I'm sure that that's the option that John Harbaugh and his staff chose as well. I don't think they want to be in a denial mode and say, you know, it's just one week. Uh, we'll get through it. Let's just set this game aside and not think about what happened. Blah blah blah. You know, all the all the various cliches. Um, I think you know they have to really be intellectually honest with themselves. And say this is this is something that you know should never happen. Why did it happen? So let's let's try to examine why it happened. You of course, we. You I know, think. Yeah, I was going to say you, you're Mr. NFL matchup man. Can you can you define why it happened? It's... Yeah, I think I think first and foremost, I think teams are going to are going to have trouble with Miami. I think uh, I think you just have to say one. Miami has something that other teams don't have, and that is, uh, well, very few do. Good design and great speed to go with it. So that's one for sure. Uh, and and the, the Ravens, you know, I, I think you're going to see a lot of secondaries this year out in the middle of the field saying, uh, what were you supposed to do there? Who are you supposed to cover? pointing fingers at each other and saying, I think that was your guy. I think that was your coverage. I think we're going to see a lot from, from teams like that until people realize and catch up to the speed of the Miami Dolphins and the design of this offense. This offense will go after every blade of grass all the time. It's very unusual that you have that. You don't have that in New England. You don't have to worry about coming up to Foxborough. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and facing that. Uh, they don't have that kind of speed or design. So that's not going to happen this week for sure. And then the second thing is what you said before. They're still trying to figure it out. New defensive coordinator, still trying to get players back, um, trying to figure it all out. Uh, you know, they're supposed to mix up coverages this year uh, as opposed to doing the Wink Martindale thing, which is to come after the quarterback every single down. So when you do that, you're going to have mix-ups, and that's what happened. And obviously it hurt for them to lose Marlon Humphrey in the fourth quarter on Sunday. The thing that I think is the bigger concern for me, Sal, 
And again, some of the injured players that they're trying to get back could end up helping this down the road. But for this Sunday, for the week after that against the Bills, you know, maybe even week five against the Bengals, it's the how thin they are in the edge rush department and their inability to run the football and, you know, scoring 38 points, but only, you know, getting out time of possession by more than 10 minutes against the Dolphins. Those things to me, yes, you're going to hopefully get a J.K. Dobbins back at some point, get a Tyus Bowser back, and maybe throw David Ajabo into the mix. But those two areas, Sal, jump off the page to me is you could be in a big hole if you don't get that fixed as as quickly as this Sunday. There's no question about that. I think uh, right now there are a lot of teams struggling with pass rush. Uh, There's just not enough to go around, one. Uh, Two. The ball is coming out much more quickly out of the quarterback's hands than it ever has. I think mm-hmm. people have finally caught on to the Tom Brady model. It's hot, hot ball out really quickly. But that doesn't explain what happened in the fourth quarter. What happened in the fourth quarter is they just couldn't handle the speed and design of what the Dolphins did. And I think you got to, I don't think you have to paint broad brush here, right, Glenn? So who's on the schedule on Sunday? a New England team that you should beat, right? Yep. So this is, you've had historically during the regular season, you've had big problems with the Patriots. Never won a game in Foxborough in the regular season. Right. Got to win this one. I mean, I'm just going to lay it out there, Glenn. There's no way this this Patriots team should beat this Ravens team. I don't care if they play in Foxborough <laughs> uh, or Baltimore or Brooklyn or wherever you want to play this game. We're, we're, that's it. The Ravens are three-point favorites on the road against the team they've never beaten in Foxborough. That should tell you everything you know. I, I agree with you. I agree with you, but you got to do it, obviously. He is Sal Palantonio. Again, he'll be part of the broadcast for ESPN there's Radio. No excuses, Glenn. This I'm the game you you got to win this game. Man. I'm, I'm in agreement, yeah. Sal. I'm in. I just it. I really do worry about a team that can't run the football. Like I, I it is a difficult yeah. thing to explain. I I know it's unfair. They scored 38 points. They scored plenty of points. But this is the NFL in 2022. You know this. That the game has changed. It's it is harder to play defense, especially when you're going up against weapons. And again, I get it. The Patriots do not present anything like what the Dolphins presented. I, I, I fully understand that. But you got to be able to work clock and play from ahead. And, and right now, yep. the way Lamar Jackson's playing, it's insane that you can't take advantage of that and, and build a team that can then you know take the ball out of the other team's hands and make sure these things can't happen. In, until they show they can run the football, I'm going to be worried about how much you're putting your defense out there. <laughs> so you couldn't be more right. You could not be more right. Sal, the, the Lamar Jackson thing, of course, I, what he's doing is incredible. Are you seeing an evolution of the Ravens offense? And what we've come to know, you know, our expectations this offseason were this is going to be a Greg Roman offense, right? They're going to run the ball a billion times. Well, they, they can't run the ball right now. D- do you think they're doing this and throwing this much because that's what they want to be as an offense or more because they just don't have their horses if they get J.K. Dobbins back, if they get Ronnie Stanley back, they probably still want to go back to being a Greg Roman, a traditional run-first offense. Yeah, I think they want to be, 
more balanced for sure. Um, but I, I think the circumstances have presented themselves. Like you said, Glenn, um, you know, uh, invention comes out of necessity and right now that's what they are. So they're going to lean on their best player to generate offense. But if you do that, <laughs> like you said, you can't run clock. You give teams opportunity to come back if they make you one dimensional. I mean, that's the problem. That's the problem they're dealing with. Sal, what you're seeing from Lamar specifically, who has been, you know, of course, there was the botch snap on Sunday that was probably more on him. But outside of that, he has been really brilliant to this point. Are, are you, is there something you're seeing about his game that looks different to you? Or is it more just, hey, we always knew he could do these things. The question was where the Ravens were going to allow him to show more of it. Yeah, I think it's more the latter. I think, um, you know, this, this guy has always had these, these skills. Um, and he's developing them. And, you know, obviously, when you have a guy who's, what, 38 and 13 in the regular season mm-hmm. as a starter, uh, which is a ridiculous number, that just screams to you that he's always been this good. But like you said, he's, he's, he's definitely different. You can see it in their approach, in the run-pass ratio, uh, and that is basically out of necessity more than anything else. He knows what they have, and he knows um, exactly what he needs to do as a player on the field. So, um, you know, they, they beat an easy, easy Jets team, and then they faced a completely different Miami Dolphins team. Now they're going against a pedestrian uh, Patriots team. So the Patriots don't have anything on the field defensively that can handle Lamar's uh, dual threat ability. So, you know, the Nirvana, Glenn, in the NFL for these head coaches and these offensive coordinators, the Nirvana, the holy grail, is to have a dual-threat quarterback who wins from the pocket. If you can get that, like Josh Allen, right? If you can get that Josh Allen deal uh, or the Patrick Mahomes deal, that's the real winning formula offensively. And, you know, there are many, many times when you had that with Lamar and sometimes you didn't have it. And that's where the team fell short. So I'm looking at their schedule coming up. Again, New England, got to have it. Must have it, should have it, no question. Then Buffalo comes in. Yep. Yep. Buffalo, second game on the road in a row. Um, Buffalo is a team that you're going to have a hard time beating. Then you got Cincinnati. Then you go to the Giants, and you should beat those two teams. And you should beat the Browns. And then you got to go to Tampa and New Orleans. So, you know, you should have six wins, you know, by the bye. Yeah. They got to run the ball, Sal. <laughs> they got to run the ball. I keep coming back. I hate to be so. I know like almost nobody in the NFL is running the ball this season. So I, maybe yeah, so you got Jets, uh, Patri- yeah, you got Jets, Patriots, Bengals. That's three. Giants, Browns. That's four. Man, 
I am. You got to find. You got to find two more wins on that schedule. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm by the you're by the way you're giving them games and I'm not ready to give them yet. Sal. I'm not ready to give them the Bengals. I I know the Bengals' offensive line is a disaster, but the Ravens, you know, haven't shown anything in their edge rush that tells me they can take advantage of it just yet. I'm, you know, again, so you know, at some point, Glenn, at some, to to your point, which I think is a good one. To your point, I think at some point the coaching staff just has to stay with it yeah. to generate some offense. You know. Momentum, momentum counts for something in the NFL because now you're giving your, your players an opportunity to do something you asked them to do, which is run the ball, and you're sticking with them. You're giving some confidence, and even if you don't have success right away, let, let me before just a couple, two more things, if I could. Sal Palantonio taking time for us this morning here on GCR One. I, I you keep talking about the Patriots, and there is still the part of me that says, but that's still Bill Belichick over there, and. I know, like, just from a personnel standpoint, they don't have it. It's it's not there. But is there still a fear factor that comes with, but the man is a wizard and can imagine things that we can't comprehend? Does that still exist, or is it just impossible at this point because he simply doesn't have the players with which to do it? He barely beat Mitch Trubisky last week. That's a fair point. That's a really fair point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's not that ain't great. Barely, that ain't great. No, barely. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> gotta have it. Should have it. If you don't have it, now we're ta- now you're on the phone with me next week. Right, it, there's like, real problems. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> like, things real things problems. are coming unglued if it ends up playing out that way. And right. they. they they barely beat Mitch Trubisky last week. That's all you know. Sal, never before has one sentence conveyed so much. Like it really does convey a ton. Although, in fairness, the Bengals didn't beat Mitch Trubisky the week before. So, boy, what does that say? Um, and then, are, are you as fascinated? Again, we we associate you because you do the matchup show so much with X's and O's. But are you as fascinated with Lamar's situation with this contract as everybody else is? Because as much as it's become like this tabloid thing, I think at the heart of it, Sal, it, it, it almost comes off like a battle for the soul of the future of player contracts because if if he really is digging in and saying, I deserve a fully guaranteed contract, and the Ravens are really digging in and saying, we can't do that. We can't be like the Cleveland Browns, and the league is not going there. I, I genuinely don't know where this goes, and it's kind of terrifying for Ravens fans, but it, it is a fascinating stalemate that it seems like these sides have reached because you can kind of understand all of the arguments that are being made. And I do understand all the arguments. So, A, I come from this discussion with the utmost respect for the Ravens organization, the front office. Okay? Um, Their record is unmatched, unprecedented, right? Uh, But... Lamar Jackson's situation in the current environment is also unmatched. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm going to just answer this question with two words as far as Lamar Jackson is concerned. Trey Lance. It's fair, right? You know, what, what, the, something could go wrong. Lance just yeah. busted his ankle. Yep. There's, yep. A, there's a lot and of risk. Lamar, and Lamar Jackson, it's a lot of risk. A lot of risk. 
Trey Lance is how I look at it. And so um, <clears throat> I'd like to see Lamar Jackson get his money. I'd like to see all the players get their money. You know, there's a lot of money around the NFL. And, you know, people. some people always say, well, just a football player. Well, hey, uh, you get what the market bears in any profession. And um, I always think that football players especially deserve to get compensated within the framework of their market because of injuries. They're all, you're really literally, and it sounds like a cliche, you're literally one play away from ending your career that changes your, an injury that ends your career and changes your life. To me, you can't put a price on that, Glenn. You can't put a price on it. So we can talk about what's fair for quarterbacks and all that other stuff. And there's a lot of money floating around the NFL right now. Gambling money, casino money, TV money. Uh, pay them. I'm all for paying them. I'm always all for paying the players. I am, and I also don't know that it, you know, I think there's this thought that you give somebody a guaranteed contract, it starts to slide to everybody getting guaranteed contracts. I'm not sure that that's the case. Like, I think if ultimately it comes down to either you got to give the man a guaranteed contract or you're going to end up losing him, uh, I'd rather have my quarterback. Wait a second, hold on. Hold on a second. Okay. You know, are we drawing a line in the sand on Lamar Jackson? I mean, come on. Is that is that where you're going to stop it and say, you know, if we give it to, if we get what's good for the goose is good for the gander argument with Lamar Jackson? I don't think so, A. You know, and I, I just don't think we want to make that young man the poster child where we say this is where it stops for sure. Um, and I agree with you 100% that down the line, you know, offensive guards are, got, listen, we love offensive linemen, but they're, they're much more replaceable than quarterbacks. And two people, the, people don't come out to see offensive linemen. That's just the coin of the realm. Yep. Which is why the New York Yankees are about to have Shoo. the greatest wake-up call in the history of right. sports contracts. Right. They, they, they said no to Derek Jeter. And Derek Jeter went out there and put out a, a, uh, an MVP triple crown performance of performance for the ages. And guess why anybody who's a Yankee fans turn it on their TV set. Okay. <laughs> it's not for Glaber Torres. Love Glaber Torres. Nothing against him, but it's for Aaron, yep. Aaron judge. Yep. And we, <clears throat> we love Marlon Humphrey, but people are turning on their TV set for Lamar Jackson. That's a fact. It's a, I, it's a total fact. So, um, when I want to draw, uh, and you know, we could have an argument, Glenn, or a discussion. Boy, I love being on the radio with you. You're so good. <laughs> we, 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 we could have a discussion, uh, mutually exclusive of that, of whether Lamar Jackson, because of his playoff record, is mm. worth the money, mm. right? We could have that discussion, but that's that's a whole segment it, plus. It, it's a whole different. We could go through. Sal, you're right. But again, of course, his yeah. point back, the, the, the argument back would be, but if it's not him, who is it, right? Like, who's who's your quarterback if it ain't Lamar Jackson? Doesn't that make him worth it? Like, that, this is what makes it so 
I'm telling you, Sal, and by the way, I'm using what you just said on my resume moving forward. I want to make that clear. Um, I, I am, this is the most fascinating thing. I've been, I've been doing this in this market for, for about 20 years now. This is the most fascinating thing that I've ever discussed because of literally every tenet of it that you just brought out. Like there are so many compelling layers to this conversation that I am fascinated by it. On a day-to-day basis, I can't escape it. Um, I, I I don't want to escape you, but I know we've already kept you for twenty minutes. I know you got a game to get ready for, and of course, you got the matchup show. And you guys have a new partner on the matchup show this season. Uh, Darius Butler joined you guys. Yep, and he's great. And uh, the show is on Saturday mornings on ESPN two, Sunday mornings on ESPN, and on demand. And um, and I don't mind saying it's the best X's and O's show on TV. So thanks for having me on and. Let's do it again. I probably will be doing. I'd be shocked if I'm not doing Buffalo at, at Baltimore well, next week. So then I, we let's, let's let's bet that I'm going to make another phone call. I promise you that. Sal Palantonio. Mark it. Mark it down. Sal Pal says must win for the Ravens. We we will put it out there. Truly appreciate you always, my friend. Thank you for doing this, and we will talk very soon. All right. Yes, sir. Sal Palantonio from ESPN. Um, great stuff as always. And, you know, it, there's a lot of interesting in there, right? Like, did say it's a, a must win? Well, how could any game, week three game be a must win? But I understand the picture he's painting. And Sal's more bullish about the Ravens than I am. Like, he's giving them wins that I'm not ready to give them. <laughs> so like, he was just like, the yeah, Bengals win, win, the Browns. I'm like, yeah. are they? <laughs> the, he put the Giants in there? Like, I. I hope so, but last, I'm, last week the Bengals were probably like, "Oh, Cowboys is a win." One hundred percent. Like he's ready to give them wins, and I'm not ready to give it. And yet he's still calling this game yeah. a must win. To me, this is a must win because there is there is a scenario, and we don't want to talk about it because you know why would we want to? Where you start doing the math, and you lose this one, you lose the Bills next week, you lose the Bengals. Like all of a sudden, you're looking up. You're one in four. I am I I think it's not unfair to say must win and to say hey on paper there's no reason why the Ravens should be losing to the Patriots I don't I don't disagree with him about that I don't I don't disagree that there's no reason why the Ravens should be losing to the Patriots but does that mean that they'll win I I gotta imagine that Bill Belichick this week is licking his chops, looking at a Ravens team that hasn't been able to run the ball, and maybe J.K. Dobbins makes his debut on Sunday, and that helps change things. But I gotta imagine that he's thinking about how they can try to attack a Ravens defense that is not generating much in the way of a pass rush. And Bill Belichick is a wizard. Sal makes a fair point. They barely beat Mitchell Trubisky last week, but. That's still Bill Belichick, and he still does. We, we all wrote off the Patriots when the Ravens went up there two years ago in the rain, when the Ravens were chugging along and looked like monsters and should just be able to go win because, my God, you're facing Cam Newton. Come on. And what happened? Mark Ingram and the Wildcat. I mean, there was that. So, I don't know. There's still a part of me that, that does have an amount of fear when it comes to Bill Belichick. I, I can't, I can't shape, shake that. All right, today's show brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, the best place to watch and bet on every football game this fall, primetime games, Sunday afternoon games, whatever it is that you're looking for, college football Saturdays, 
The atmosphere is so great. The 100-foot media wall, all the games up on there. Tonight, you want to bet the uh, Steelers-Browns game. Maybe you're like me and you, you can't watch Amazon on your TV because you live somewhere where you're not allowed to have the internet. I know you think that's crazy, but there's a lot of us. Email events at sportssocialmd.com right now to reserve your spot for any football viewing window in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. When we come back in, we are going to... I want to talk about the Aaron Judge trades. The I the thing that where people talk about what they would do if they caught an Aaron Judge home run ball and why they're uh, mad, <laughs> I, I, I want to discuss that. So we're going to do that next. Vernon Davis after that. It's Glenn Clark Radio. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The Maryland Lottery presents Ravens Greatest Plays. 2021, the game on the line. With three seconds left, the Ravens connect on an impossibly long 66-yard field goal to beat Detroit. The longest field goal in history. Another great Ravens play belongs to Touchdown Joe from Silver Spring. Joe scratched a Ravens scratch-off and won a top prize of $100,000. You could be next. Play Ravens scratch-offs to win instant cash or enter to win great second-chance prizes. Please play responsibly. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today 
Join Glenn at halftime of every Ravens game for the Project Game Day Halftime Show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. We apologize in advance. There's not much we can do about his face. Back in here on GCR, so Aaron Judge is hitting a lot of home runs. In fact, he is now up to 60 home runs as he hit his 60th last night, which ties Babe Ruth for the second most in Yankees history, and I, I guess that's significant to people. Uh, but 60 is an amazing number, and it's still a number that a lot, a lot of people have accomplished during the course of their career. So it's led to this entire other debate about what if you caught an Aaron Judge home run ball? And this is... Uh, yeah, no, nice and done. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been a good response. Throw it back it. is what I was trying uh, By the way, really quickly, uh, we screwed up. And I'm not calling out Griffin because Griffin just was tweeting. We screwed up. We should have made it clear in a tweet yeah. that Sal Palantonio was was discussing the fact that they haven't lost a game in Foxborough. If you were listening, I or they haven't won a game in Foxborough in the regular season. I set that up in what I was saying. So without that context, it comes off like Sal Palantonio saying the Ravens never won in Foxborough before, and a lot of you are getting all worked up because you're like, uh, uh, hello, AFC Championship game? Yeah, that, Remember it mean. much? We Again, in doing these things, we make those mistakes. I would like to delete the tweet. Right, and just put it back out there with the context. But then the people that have already retweeted it, we're making. I don't know what the etiquette is for that any longer. If that's what we should do, let's just do it. Right? I don't know what the rules are for that. I really don't. Throwing a reply that says he was referencing. I I think I did already, but people when other people retweet it, that reply doesn't get in there. So I don't know what the appropriate thing is to do because it's unfair to Sal that we're making it seem like he got something wrong that he very much did not get wrong. I want to make it abundantly clear. Sal Palantonio did not get that wrong. Sal was referencing me talking about the fact the Ravens have never won at Foxborough in the regular season, which is true. Now, it's also more anomaly than it is anything else. It's not, you know, it's, it's not proof that the Ravens can't win in Foxborough because, again, they've done it in the postseason it's also been a long time they don't play the Patriots that often in the Lamar Jackson era they've barely gone to Foxborough so it's not a big deal it's not some daunting thing but Sal Palantonio frankly speaking was accurate in what he said because he was responding to me talking about them having not done it in the regular season which is factual they've never won a regular season game in Foxborough it's just not it's not that big of a deal we're getting too worked up about it. Um, now, back to the thing with Aaron Judge. So Aaron Judge, for whatever reason, people are treating this like he is actually pursuing a real legitimate record. And who knows? Again, the way he's been hitting home runs, maybe by the end of the season he will. As we talked about yesterday, he's definitely going after the American League record which is still Roger Maris in 61. So the next home run he hits would tie Roger Maris for the most home runs ever in a single season in the American League. And then the one after that would be 62. The, this, it, what's weird about this is I'm not really sure what the value of these baseballs are because they're not actually the records. A number of Yankees fans are trying to pretend like they are. A lot of people around baseball that hate Barry Bonds or, or hate the steroid era are trying to pretend like there's some world where Aaron Judge is breaking the single season home run record in baseball because they want to put asterisks on all of the ones that are bigger than 61. 
so I'm not, it complicates this conversation. But there has been a lot of talk about what you would do. The 60th home run ball last night. Apparently the guy that came away with it wanted to meet Aaron Judge, him and his buddies, so I think it was like three or four of them, all got to come down after the game and meet Aaron Judge. I believe he got some autographed balls. Like he, he got he got things. It's not like he didn't get anything. He got things. But you know, it wasn't it wasn't like he held out for no, either you give me a million dollars, I'm not giving you the ball back. Because I can go put it on online and get a bunch of money for it. I'm not really sure why. I'm not sure how number sixty would be that value of a baseball, but you know, maybe there, maybe it is. Who knows? So all of this to, to I say to say that it's a reminder of one of the things that I find that there's a reason why we all think that guy Zach Hempel is a creep. There's a reason why adults all get the willies when they see that guy. You're talking about a child's game. Yes, you paid for your ticket 100%. And if you want, you have the right, the way that the sport works, is you have the right to take that baseball and leave the ballpark with it and go try to sell it. That is your right. Baseball could change that tomorrow. Baseball could easily step in and say, by the way, those baseballs belong to us. Baseball leaves the playing field, you have to give it to the usher. They could start doing that tomorrow if they wanted. That creep Zach Hempel would stop going to games, and maybe we'd like that. Would anybody else stop going to games? Probably not. Yeah, it would be disappointing because, look, at any age, it's neat to see a foul ball come to you. It's neat to have a... Once upon a time, I caught a Melvin Mora home run ball against the Astros. The only home run ball I ever had in my life. It was a three-run homer in the first inning of a game. Uh, I believe it was when they were doing a promotion on Wednesdays where, like, if you went to a certain fast food establishment and and got, like, a $5 meal, you got a free Orioles ticket. And my brother-in-law and my... My sister and I, we all went, and we got our free tickets, and in the bottom of the first inning, we caught a Melvin Mora home run. And it was, I did. I caught it. And it was cool. Like, I was 20. I was Griffin's age. And so I was like, this is neat. It was fun. I didn't accomplish anything. I didn't do anything. But it was neat. And the ball's still at my house somewhere. I couldn't tell you where it is. I think my son found it not that long ago. But I didn't do anything. And that's the goofiest part about all of this to me. When somebody talks about, like, I'm holding out for more. For what reason? You did nothing. You accomplished nothing. You are nothing. No offense. Maybe this person's a nice person. You have nothing to do with this. You were an idiot sitting in a chair. And you got to meet your favorite baseball player and get some autographed memorabilia for him just for being an idiot sitting in a chair. It's so piggish the way we discuss this. Look, man, I get it. Hitting the lottery is luck too. I'm not giving it back if I hit the lottery. But acting like we should hold out, I, the, the next time that happens should be the moment when baseball steps in and says, you know what, no, sorry, none of you guys get to keep these baseballs. They're not yours. 
because it is so like there's an entitlement that I'm hearing with this. I deserve something. No, you don't deserve jack. You didn't do anything. Look, if the team wants to make a nice offer, I, I'll, I'm listening. But there, I almost feel like this should be handled ahead of time. Like that, that baseball should put contractually into on the back of your ticket, or when you you know click, I agree to purchase this ticket. We reserve the right to retain any baseball. If that circumstance comes up, we will promise you X, 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 and X. If we decide, if somebody's first career home run, if it's someone's first career base hit, whatever it is, and we need that ball back, we will promise you that in exchange, you may meet the player, you may get you know, two autograph balls, an autograph bat, something like that. Baseball should step in because this is nonsense. When we talk about these things, like this is our moment. It, it's so childish. I catch that ball. I'm going to get rich. How did you deserve that? And again, it's not me condemning someone who does because it is their right. I just think it's nonsense. These dudes that went to this baseball game last night got to meet Aaron Judge. Have a lifetime memory because of it. Autograph memorabilia they weren't going to have. that they, If they want to turn around and sell, they have the right to sell or they can keep it for the rest of their lives. These guys got to have a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And I get it. Well, you know what's better than that? Money. You didn't do anything. Is why that dude, it's why that guy, the Zach Temple guy, creeps me out so much. You don't have a skill. You're a creep. You're watching baseball games and trying to benefit off of the skills of someone else. And somebody would say, well, isn't that what uh, you do on a talk show? Arguably. You make a point, but I'm at least smarter. I at least have the self-awareness to know what I'm doing. I say it all the time. This is not important. I appreciate those of you that listen. Please don't stop listening. But we all know it's not important. We don't need more internet talk show hosts. The world needs more teachers and lawyers, not more of me. I wish I had real skills. God, this got real. This took a turn. This got dark, man. The hell just happened here? God, I it it blows my mind. It blows my mind when I I see adults talking about these types of things. Blows my mind. Breathe, me, let me. The idea, and by the way, Andrew Stecka, thank you. The, I don't care what happens to Aaron Judge home run balls as long as they don't up, end up in the hands of Zach Hempel. Agreed. That would be the worst case scenario. But I am embarrassed by anyone who thinks that that is their moment. It's pathetic. And again, at some point, baseball could just end it. Baseball has the right to step in and just say, home run ball gets hit, and we want that ball back. We'll, we'll do things for you. We'll help you out. 
but you don't get to just walk out of the stadium with any ball that you want. Remember, these are our like. I, there are other sports that do this. When like I, I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent certain when a basketball ends up in the crowd at an NBA game, you don't just get to take it home with you. I, I'm maybe they've changed that over the years, but I definitely know in college basketball for sure. Basketball goes into the crowd. You have to give it back. You don't just get to say, "Well, it's mine now." It's their basketball. And I get baseball's different because you use so many game, uh, balls during the course of a game, but the idea that you are owed something because you caught a baseball is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And the fact that these kids got to meet Aaron Judge and get autograph stuff, is that's awesome. That's an incredible thing. Good on them for not putting up a fight about it, but really, that's the way it should be. All right. Uh, old man yelling at cloud. I understand. Into hour number two of the program. It is great to catch up with our next guest. He is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, he is headed into the University of Maryland Athletics Hall of Fame. They might want to name a wing of the Hall of Fame after him because I know all of the records he broke in the weight room during his time there. And my God, he was just one of the most electrifying football players that we ever got the chance to watch. Argument he should be in another Hall of Fame too. He is the great Vernon Davis, and he's back with us here on GCR. Vernon, it's Glenn. It's great to catch up with you, man. Thank you for taking the time. Congratulations on going into the Maryland Hall of Fame. Oh, thank you, guys. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Dude, what, what in the world? You're supposed to be retired, all right? I'm trying to do the math right now. You've been back <laughs> into acting. You've been putting out music. You're doing Iron Chef. You're buying basketball teams. Like, I thought retirement was supposed to involve, like, sitting on a beach and, like, smoking a cigar at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, man. I, uh, you know, I, when I got done when I got done playing ball, I, I wanted to. I, I didn't want to stop right there because you know football is just a it's a small portion of your life, man. We have so much more to live for, and who we are inside beyond football is it will eventually come out if, if you're persistent at you know, uh, chasing the craft or whatever it is that you're, you're into. You know, you just have to stay consistent and just keep the drive. I mean, bro, or do or keep all of the crafts, like literally every single one of the crafts. I'm waiting for you to like hop in the ring with AJ in the future and do like WWE next or something like that. Like I'm waiting to see. I know Merriman does like bare knuckle boxing. I'm like waiting to see what the next thing is that you could possibly add to this list, man. Uh, congratulations on all of it, by the way. Um, uh, Vern, oh, I appreciate that. Vern, the Maryland Hall of Fame specifically, t- take me back when you made the decision. You're a kid from D.C. This was staying home for you. Um, and obviously Maryland football was starting to kind of turn things around a little bit. But, you know, it wasn't fully there yet when you made that decision. If you took me back then, what did you think going to Maryland would do for you? And, and how do you describe the impact that staying home had on the incredible career you ended up having? Yeah, I've always been a Maryland fan. I was since I was a kid. I would see them, I see commercials, see games. And when I arrived in high school, the next thing I could think of is which college I'll be. I wanted to go to, and Mike Loxley was there at the time, who's the head coach with the Maryland football team right now. He would come by. He was he was highly interested in me since I was in tenth grade, and. I just fell in love. I, I just fell in love with the school. I fell in love uh, with the culture, the coaches. And I wanted to stay home because it's like, if you're from a certain place, then why not stay home and rep that, rep that school and just be a part of, 
um, something great, something special. And when you do that, you keep everyone else here. And, and that's what I wanted to do because I was, I felt like I was, it's, the University of Maryland was a, was a part of me and I was a part of them. So it was only right. I mean, it worked out okay for all parties involved, man. <laughs> like, it was obviously great for Maryland. You you have stayed very connected to Maryland. And I know I want to talk to you about, um, you know, I know you were involved with this event as they put together the NIL Collective. Why has it been so important to you to continue to be an ambassador for the school, to continue to have such a connection with the University of Maryland? I've Being an ambassador for the for the school, for the University of Maryland, is uh, I owe them a lot, and I honestly feel that way because of everything that they did for me. I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't be who I am or or achieve any of the the things that I've achieved without going to the University of Maryland. I mean, they supported me; they were there for me. I think about those days where I I didn't want to go to study hall, and I I, I didn't want to go to I didn't feel like going to class, but they had, they set us up for success where they put good people in our life to help make sure that we, we got done. We did the things that we were supposed to do when it comes to school, hmm. as well as being a great human being. And without that, I don't think I would be where I am today. So I, I feel like it's only right that you return what you need to return when it comes to, to people and uh, different things that happen in your life. That's awesome, man. He is Vernon Davis. He's headed into the Maryland Athletics Hall of Fame. He's with us here on GCR. Vernon, um, you obviously, Mike, you know, Lashley was gone by the time you got to Maryland, but I know he was very involved with recruiting you and getting you there. How much more, <laughs> how much more significant is it for you to be supportive of him and knowing how much he cares about this place and how much he loves Maryland to try to help lift him up as he's trying to turn the program around? Yeah, got Mike Loxley is very he's he's well he's deserving of being the head coach for the University of Maryland. I mean, his work ethic is few and far between. I watched him from the beginning when he was recruiting and he was a coach, running backs coach, and just his his IQ and his his desire and passion for the game is is what you want in the coaches, and he shows that he, he's. He's the one that can take this team where they need to where they need to go. And I believe that. I mean, if you look at some of the things he's he's been able to do in his short time with the program, I mean, he's he's to me he's very successful and he's only going to be more successful as he continues to go forward. So supporting him and giving him everything that he needs from just my support is I mean, it's it's just something that I'm I'm really proud to be a part of, and uh, anytime he needs me, I always be there for him. It's important. I mean, it's 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 awesome for here to say <laughs> that. Um, I know you were involved with an event. Uh, Maryland has launched the NIL Collective. Can you tell me a little bit about getting involved with that and how important you think it is for the future of Maryland football that that the the young men that are considering <laughs> this school know that there is an opportunity for them to compete with other programs in the country to make the most of their their experiences, their time, uh, the ability to profit off of their skill sets. Yeah, so so the NIL program is a big, everyone's asking about that. And what what Maryland is doing is they're creating a foundation where where they can 
compensate these guys through the foundation and their work uh, out in the community. You know, it's a charitable endeavor. And it, it, there's no better way, to me, there's no better way. I think this is genius because there's no better way to inspire the, our young guys uh, of, in, um, uh, like, like being out in the community. Like, I didn't understand the essence of being, doing things in the community until I arrived in San Francisco. You know, I opened mm. up Gallery Five, which is an art gallery where I had local artists come in and showcase their work. And what I would do whenever the, the paintings were being uh, were sold, I would split the commission with them. Half of the proceeds would go back to the Vernon Davis Foundation, and the other half would go back to them, <clears throat> just rewarding them for their, their good, outstanding work and their ambition to, to be great in life. So <clears throat> with that being said, I think you what we do what they're doing is they're they're showing guys, hey, this is the way, being benevolent, giving back, being compassionate, because there's a lot of people out in the community in this world that wanna be where you are, but they can't. And they need that extra push. Not just you being out in the you being out in the community and helping them, giving them a helping hand, that's one thing, but your energy is infectious. It can inspire and uh and push them to heights they never imagined. So that that's that's what they're doing. So if you if you haven't heard about it, it's called the Best Is Ahead Foundation, and it just launched this week. And in, you know, it does. I I know what's really important too is that Maryland. You know, a lot of people thought it fallen behind a little bit on NIL, and I know that this is a huge opportunity to step up and say, no, we're taking this seriously, and we want to to make all of this work for for young men to get involved in this area and have those same opportunities. Um, and it, and it really does come off like an incredible thing. Um, uh, you know, Vernon, th- what, what they're up against, man, you know, you see it, right? Like they, they gotta go to Michigan this week. Like they gotta go, they, what they're, what they're doing in the big 10 is nuts. Is this the type of thing that you think can help close that gap for other kids in this area? And you made the decision to stay and it was the greatest thing that could happen for Maryland football, but you know how many other guys like you didn't make the same decision, do you feel like now, if I can get involved and if I can profit off of myself and my skills and these opportunities, that can help close the gap in getting more and more of the unbelievably talented kids in this area to decide that they too are going to stay at Maryland and try to go, you know, slay these giants in the Big Ten moving forward? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think if I'm if I'm here, if I'm in the DMV, if I'm anybody, anyone that's talented, like any football player, aspiring football player who um who plans to go to college i i would i would strongly consider for being here and and i think that what maryland has created just their facilities is is second to none i mean if you i don't know if you've seen it but the moment you walk in there you know this is look Nuts. we're the facility says that hey we're competing with anybody in the in the nation this is this is the best and and what you do when you're a program you want to give the student athletes the best because it helps them thrive and it says, look, hey, look, we we this is ours. You, you know, they're doing this for us so that we can be comfortable, that we can have something that's that we've never seen or something that we've never had. And we're able to go out and play play the the uh, our best game of football. Right? And and that's what you want because a lot of these facilities have that. And Maryland is doing a great job by implementing different programs and and winning games and, and, and keep them trying to keep guys from the area here so that other guys behind them can, can stay as well. And then when you do that, you create 
a powerful program. So I, I think they're on to something. They're doing a great job. I mean, I, I, I am, look, I am always going to be behind Mike Loxley, man. That guy will inspire you to believe in just about anything. And the steps that they're taking, it's pretty clear. Man, it, it would do a lot if they were to go to Ann Arbor this week and suddenly win a game against Michigan. All of a sudden, I'd say, holy crap, get on the train, bro. <laughs> it is moving. Um, that would be amazing. Uh, Avern, if I could, as someone who played this game at a very high level, I don't know how interested you are, how much you paid attention, but we are having this fascinating conversation in Baltimore about Lamar Jackson and the idea of guaranteed contracts in the NFL. And Deshaun Watson got one, and the rest of the NFL was like, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. No, you all all screwed up. It doesn't work that way. We can't do those things. As a dude who played this game, and, and you obviously played a very physical position, and you took a lot of hits in your life, um, what would it mean to you to see Lamar Jackson keep up the fight and say, no, we need to change this. Players need to get guaranteed money moving forward. I love to see players getting guaranteed money because it's what this game, what this game brings to the players. You know, and that's what I mean. What I mean by when I say brings to the players is the the. It is so. This game is so. Ah man, it is so. When I, it just makes me think about a lot of the current players who are going through certain things in their life. This game is so brutal, and it leaves guys in like uh, despair. It, it leaves them like thinking and trying to figure out their life when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to depression and, and just like trying to cope with, Hey, what do I do next? Right. Hmm. A lot of that is mental, right? Because I mean, you know, with concussions and, and wear and tear the body, you know, arthritis, all of those things we have to take into consideration. And when it comes to guaranteed money is, to reward, say, hey, guys, this I'm going to give you this guaranteed money because you deserve it for putting your body and your life on the line. This is the most brutal sport you could ever play. Now, it's a great sport. It's a wonderful sport. But what are we giving the players for their time, their energy, and them putting their life on the line? For so many. Yeah, and obviously for so many guys, it's, hey, if, if if you get hurt, if something goes wrong, we just get rid of you. That's the way it goes. You're disposable to us. Yeah, so give them the guaranteed contact, contract for sure. I mean, I, 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 dude, I completely get it. I completely get it. And obviously, I, Lamar Jackson's pretty good on top of that. Like, he's he's okay when it comes to this whole football thing. Um, brother, what can we plug oh. for you, man? Like, what – I. I I listed at the top, you're doing everything. What all should we be plugging for you? Um, I think uh, my movie is coming out with Morgan Freeman. It'll be coming out this year. By the way, it's uh, how, how casual you just said that. My movie with Morgan Freeman. That's a really big deal, dude. <laughs> like, Yeah, you, no, it is. <laughs> I, can you describe what it's like working with Morgan Freeman? Can you possibly put that in context? Like, I get it. You played, you know, you were one of the great football players of an era, but you're working with the man is God. Like we consider him to be the Messiah in acting. Like we treat him that way. What is it like doing that? Morgan is brilliant. He's, he's a brilliant actor, brilliant person. 
And watching him on set was truly amazing. He was the first person there, last one leaving. I watched him at the end of rehearsal, and he was having a debate with the director. He was asking so, so many questions, and that tells me, that shows me, like, this guy is who he is because obviously he's been doing this, the same thing that I'm seeing right now, he's been doing it for years. And when you have that kind of drive, that energy, and that, pa that much passion for something, you're going to be successful at it no matter what. Nobody can stop you. So working with him really inspired me to continue to keep pressing forward and everything that I'm doing. So it was a, it was a, it was just wonderful being around him awesome. and just taking his, his energy. That's awesome, man. At Vernon Davis eighty five on Twitter, VernonDavisFoundation.org. Um, we can't wait to celebrate with you as you go into the Maryland Athletics Hall of Fame, dude, and, and everything that you're accomplishing, man. It's remarkable to see. Congratulations on all of it. Thank you for spending a couple of minutes with us this morning, my friends. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Vernon Davis with us here on GCR. Um, great stuff with him. All right, we come back in. It's time for us to make picks for the week. KZ will check in. Griffin and I have another side bet this week. Uh, disgusting, gross, not one I want to lose. We'll talk about it all when we come back in. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State. And we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at Maryland5star.us. The Maryland Lottery presents Ravens' Greatest Plays. 2001, the big one. New York had just scored and momentum was on their side when the Ravens returned the ensuing kickoff 84 yards for the touchdown that cemented their first world championship. Another great Ravens play belongs to Beth of Riverdale. Beth played Ravens scratch-offs and won a chance to travel with the team to an away game. You could be next. Play Ravens scratch-offs with instant prizes up to $100,000. And please play responsibly. 
The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a a three-and-a-half-star review, too. You're going to get uh, segment number two of the Tyus Bowser show a little bit later on this morning, or probably more like uh, early this afternoon. And if you don't want to be left out in the cold, if you're finding yourself saying, really, you guys were hanging out with Tyus Bowser, Martin, and Humphrey, and I could have come out and met those guys? Yeah, you could have. Don't screw up again. We're going to be at Guilford Hall Brewery coming up on October 4th, another Tuesday night. In Station North, 1611 Guilford Avenue, for the next Tyus Bowser show. And Tyus has been bringing out incredible guests so far this season. We can't wait to see who's next on the list. But it's just an opportunity for you to come out and rub elbows with your favorite Baltimore football players. Hopefully Tyus will be getting ready to get back on the field at that point because it will be uh, week five. It will be about that timeline. We're having an amazing time. It. it could not be having more fun doing the Tyus Bowser show. You can find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Again, that's pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. The Tyus Bowser show is a partnership of Pressbox and Great 8's memorabilia. It is brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. All right, he's Ken Zalis. He is with us every Thursday as we make our picks for the week. What's going on, KZ? Not much. How are you? Uh, by the way, I just wanted to update. You are uh, you're one and two picking against Maryland so far this season. I, I take care less. Mm-hmm. Here's wait, a newsflash for you. What is that? Here's a newsflash for that? you. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. You don't get to just do that here. Like you're Here's on. News, we're making picks. You don't get to say. Yeah. You don't get to run your mouth and then run away when when I'm you run away. You're running away. Oh, I, I don't care. I don't care at all. I don't care. No, no, I don't care about that fact. Oh, uh, what do you care about? I just, I just care that I didn't wasn't the one to go zero and nine. Oh, that is true. You're in great shape. Actually, Ken, <laughs> the Ken, only thing I care, Ken, the only thing I care about, and I have a, I after two weeks, I actually feel really comfortable about not worrying about the worm burger. Forget well, about I mean, winning. I mean, well, I, by the way, at the moment, Ken is still at the top of the table. By it's thin. But he is sitting. It's, it's he's sitting at top but, of the but table. But the difference between top to bottom is like eight oh. games now or something. It's it's uh, Griffin is in second to last place, and he is closer to the top of the table than he is to the worm. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the reality of the circumstances. Uh, Andrew, Stegley to be is, fair, I mean, I I I was impressed, and I I feel I'm going to say this right now. I feel like the least confidence in this week's picks. As I have in a very long I, time, I can't, picking him a hundred. I cannot figure this week's okay. games out at like, all. Like, 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 I'm like doing it, and I'm like, I don't feel like I don't feel like I could. I could have given you the exact opposite of what I put in, and I still wouldn't feel good about it. But, but there's no way I go zero and nine. Like, 
It's like impossible to do. You say that. It's definitely not impossible. It happened. Well, no, no, it's not impossible. Yeah, we know that. I, I just, I just, we just have to go back to the fact of the first, the first time how upset Mr. Stecka was oh, at us, we were at our banter. 100%. He went 0-9 last week. We have every right to be happy when we're not picking alongside Andrew Stecka. We have every right. Um, all right, so here's the deal. Yes, uh, there are seven of us involved in this stupid game. Uh, KZ, John Proctor, myself, Kyle, uh, Paul, Valley, Griffin, and Stecka. Currently, KZ is at the top of the table. Stecka is the worm. The loser of our contest has to eat a worm burger that will be prepared by our friend Tim and Belair. They will also have to perform the worm by Scotty Too Hotty, get a Rikishi stink face while dressed up like the worm, Dennis Rodman. That's what's at stake. Picks are brought to you this week by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Three college games, six NFL games. We got to fly through this. Griffin, where do we start? All right, we are starting in Ann Arbor. Maryland Terrapins take on the number four ranked Michigan Wolverines Saturday at noon on Fox. Uh, Michigan favored by 17. This infuriates me because this seems like the easiest pick of all time. Of course you take <laughs> Michigan. Of course you do. What are we doing here? But yet, the movement on this game, when the lines were put out, makes everyone involved with betting say, oh no, dude, somebody knows something, you have to take Maryland. And that, as somebody who has followed a lot of Maryland football, seems very stupid. <laughs> like, it seems insanely stupid to be taking Maryland on the road against Michigan. I am perplexed by this. Essentially, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go with my gut, and I'm going to take Michigan, and when, when we find out that the reason why the line moved was because somebody really does know something, I'm going to be very regretful about that come Monday, but ultimately, as someone who has watched entirely too much Maryland football in my life, this is always the way it goes. They play well, win a non-conference game, everybody gets excited, and then they go get the cleat of reality when they play you know this type of Big Ten team, so I will take Michigan, but... I just don't know what to make of the fact that the line moves so much so quickly. So my problem here is is that Maryland um, isn't good. Um, so uh, well, in context, but my, like but they're, my, but they're, my, they're not my they're not Michigan good. <laughs> but but yeah, but but you said it right. It's like you know they win a couple of non conference games and 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 I'll even say something nice about them. The SMU win was a nice win. SMU is not a garbage team not at all. Um, they're going to be probably a bowl team when it's all said and done. So it's a, it's a solid win, but, but then you go into the, the crux of the big 10 and, and that's not what Maryland is. And, and there's probably little hope that they'll ever get there. Um, cause a bowl game is good enough for Maryland right now with, with the way their program is. And that's fine. My problem is that, that if I, if I take Michigan, it means like, like, I'm I'm trusting a hardball coaching a football game, and I'm like, oh, that that is, is, just, you are allergic I just, to that. I just, yeah, I just, that's a good point. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, really, uh, but but I can't take Maryland. Um, uh, Michigan. All right. 
Uh, everyone is on Michigan, so including unfortunately oh, okay, okay. Andrew, Andrew Stecker yeah, is also is on Michigan. Clean, yeah. so it's bad news for all of us. Bad news for everybody. Steck is on Michigan. All right, the other game you can watch in the twelve o'clock window: number five Clemson takes on the number twenty-one Wake Forest Demon Deacons. That one's on ABC. Clemson is favored on the road by seven and a half. This is tough too, man. Like I, <laughs> I don't think that much of Clemson. Like I just don't. Um, I get it. They've comfortably won the three games they played so far this season, but Georgia Tech, Furman, Louisiana Tech. Um, ultimately, this is more about I'm just I, I know Wake Forest has been good the last couple of seasons, but I'm never going to trust Wake Forest. The number is small enough that I'll just ride with Clemson, despite the fact that I don't really like them. If I'm being honest, I agree with everything you just said. I I, I do, and and. The, and you go back to somebody knows something like like Vegas is begging everybody to take Michigan to take uh, Clemson with this line. Oh, because the number's so small, right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, because yes. it's so small. You're like uh, Wake Forest. I mean, I know they've been better, but uh, and and I don't think Clemson is what we all are used to Clemson being, but. I, I can. I, I guess I got to take Clemson here. And look, I think they're co- Sam Hartman, their quarterback, is outstanding at Wake. Like, oh, that, he's, he's terrific. He's yes, but on, on the whole, you know, stockpiling two yeah. teams against each other, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, I really like Wake Forest here. I, I think I think they have a really good chance to win this outright uh, as Ooh. well. I mean, Clemson in the noon window on the road, I think uh, they're still running with DJ Ugalalele. Um, like I said, he doesn't impress me all that much, but it's the, it's the totality of the roster that jumps out at me. All right, I'm on Wake Forest. Uh, Kyle is on Wake Forest. Glenn, Ken on Clemson. Paul and Proctor also on Clemson. Stecka, where does he sit? He is on Clemson as well. Okay. Next. So. Mm. Uh, number 20, Florida Gators. They take on the number 11, Tennessee Volunteers. I really wish that Stecker would not have sent me his picks because he's scaring me off the picks that I want to make. Like, I'm getting – now that I look at his picks, I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> we agree too much. <laughs> That's a problem. Uh, Gators, Tennessee, at Tennessee, um, 330 on CBS. The Tennessee is favored by 10.5 at home. Uh, what is that? I get it that Florida's been disappointing. I know they tried to lose to South Florida last week after they lost, albeit a good Kentucky team. But how in the world is Tennessee worthy of being 10.5-point favorites over anyone? Anyone at all. Um, Florida. I don't like it. I don't like it. I just feel like the number demands it. Florida. Uh, This slide is just absolutely insane. And And I'll be the first to admit... I don't know a whole bunch about Tennessee. I don't either. I'm basically I don't know anything about Tennessee. I'm basing it off their recent history entirely. This is really just but about they never win big games anymore. They don't, but neither does Florida. Um, it, you know their quarterback hasn't thrown. I don't think he's thrown a touchdown this year. Um, he's made that he made that one insane play right. on the two point conversion, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, look at that!" But oh, by the way, he's been awful for two games in a row. Um, I, I don't know why. Uh, and I don't feel good about it, but give me Tennessee. Okay. All right. I mean, sure, that's fine. The good news for you is that you're picking against Stecka, so you got that going for you, which is nice. Okay, well, there Stecka, you go. I do not like this. Stecka and I are three for three together on college Uh-oh. football games. That's a real problem. Uh, can you flip twice now on on the picks that you sent from I'm what sorry. you sent? He said it yeah, was yeah. coming. We gotta um, we I'm gotta. on Tennessee as well. Uh, Kyle, uh, so Kyle, Ken, and me on Tennessee. Paul, Proctor, uh, Stecka, Glenn, you're on Florida. For what it's worth, I have not been good in college football picks, so 
you guys are probably right. Next. Uh, tonight, Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Cleveland Browns at 8.15 on Prime Video. Cleveland Browns favored by four and a half. No idea what to make of either of these teams at this point. I'm... If you would, if this had been the line before the season began, I would probably have said Steelers cover. So I'm basically just going to go with that. I think the Browns win, but I think the Steelers cover. I get it; they're not very good, um, but they still can play a little bit of defense even without T.J. Watt. And the Browns are just uninspiring to me. So Steelers cover. Yeah, I, I I'm the same way. I don't I you know, Thursday night these games get ugly anyway and um Cleveland's going to be without Clowney, so that help helps a little bit with Pittsburgh maybe being able to score. I I just Pittsburgh plays close enough even even in their losses they've played close enough. I'll I'll take the points. I agree. I am on Steelers. Everyone is on Steelers. Where is Stecco? Except for Andrew wow. Stecco, who lone wolfs no. it with the Cleveland oh, Browns. There he goes. Wow. Could be an opportunity. He's got, yeah. he's got to find some of these somewhere in order to get back yeah. in this. Uh, all right. Bills at the Dolphins. Sunday at 1 on CBS. Buffalo favored by 6.5 on the road. I, you know, I don't think Miami's quite as good as they looked in the fourth quarter on Sunday. But do I think they should be 6.5-point home dogs? Like, this is a tricky one, right? Because we all are enamored with the Bills. Like, we're all in love with the Bills. But six and a half points on the road, are we against what we think is at least a good team? Is that where we are? I think you have to go Miami here. I think Dolphins is the pick. Yeah, I think this number is inflated as can be because of the fourth quarter. Miami's really not as good as everybody thinks they are. And Buffalo's just killing people. I mean, they're killing good defenses. They're killing bad defenses. They're resting their starters in the fourth quarter of the game. <laughs> no matter who they play. No matter who they play I, I, it's under a touchdown. I, I'll stick with the Bills. I've got bad news for you. You are uh, in, you're in agreement with Andrew Stecka. Uh, I'm so sorry to have to inform uh, you. So am I. Uh, so Ken Stecka, Kyle Proctor, myself on the Bills, Paul and Glenn on the Dolphins. Interesting. Interesting. We, I don't. I don't know how I feel about being partners with Paul yet. I'm not sure. <laughs> He's still new to this. Uh, next up in New York, Bengals travel to the, play the New York Jets. One o'clock on CBS. The Bengals. Favored by five and a half on the road. Boy, I hate the number, but I'm going with the Bengals. Um, I, I wanted it when it was a little bit smaller than that. The number's gone up just a tick. Um, I'm still going with the Bengals. The, the, the Jets needed like eight different miracles in order to even to cover last week before they ultimately won outright. They needed so many different miracles in order for that to happen. I think we are overvaluing the miracles when it comes to the Jets. They also are not a team that gets after... I know we're all going to say the Bengals' offensive line stinks. The Jets are not a team to take advantage of it. They do not get sacks. I'm going to take the Bengals to cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I The Jets look so awful in Week 1 against the Ravens, and they needed like every bounce and everything to go their way to get back in the game. And, and, and you know, good for the Ravens. They, they beat the Browns. But I'll take Cincinnati, even with their offensive line problems. Uh, I'm putting my money on Joe Flacco. I'm taking the Jets. Proctor taking the Jets. Everyone else on the Bengals. Including Andrew Stecco Including Andrew the Bengals. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, 4 o'clock. It window. really does. Everything we just said, we're like, mm. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah. uh, 4 o'clock window on Fox. Uh, Packers at the Buccaneers. Uh, Tampa at home, 1.5. Minus one. This is tough, man. Like... You know, you don't love either of these teams, but it's still Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers that we're talking about. 
I think the Buccaneers' defense has been just a tick better. I think that's why I'm going to – and the number's small, so I think I'm going to end up taking Tampa at home. I, I know obviously it'll hurt them to not have Mike Evans, um, but the Packers don't have receivers either. I, everything about this is weird. I don't know. Uh, uh, Tampa. Just give me Tampa. Yeah, I, I don't even remember what I said about this game, but I, I could yeah. – the run game for for Green Bay is real, um, and I just they're going to win one of these. They're going to win one of these games where you know they start to get on a run because they figure out the wide receivers. So I, I'm actually going to go with the Packers in this one. That may be a change for me okay. um, with what I sent over, but uh, Tampa without the wide receivers, Tom Brady hasn't really looked good even with his I wide agree. receivers yeah. so far. Um, uh, so I, I just I think Green Bay figures it out. You actually didn't say anything last night, but I knew you were coming on, so I didn't. I okay, didn't all right. Yeah, um, I'm on the Packers. Uh, Kyle on the Packers. Ken on the Packers. Everyone else on the Bucks. What is Stecka? Uh, Stecka is also on the Bucks. Okay. Um, we got two more games. Two more games. Sunday night football. 49ers at the Broncos. Uh, NBC. 49ers favored by one and a half going into Denver. <sighs> I mean, who knows, right? Like, the Broncos are terrible, but <sighs> Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't, I have no clue. 49ers. I, I, this really is just, I'm. you know what this pick is? I'm so down on Nathaniel Hackett that he's going to have to prove it to me before I pick them again. That's how I feel. 49ers. Too. That's yeah. what this is. I have no idea either, so give me the Broncos at home. Sure. I get it. I get it. Who <laughs> sure I I, I literally have no idea because yep. the only thing I think, the only thing with the, with the Broncos is like, their offense can't continue to be as bad as they've been. There's too much talent there. You say that. I mean, I hear I you. I know. I hear you. Uh, mm-hmm. and so uh, me and Glenn are the only ones on the 49ers right now. Uh, that We are the only ones in the 49ers. Okay. Uh, Steck is on the Broncos. And that brings us to... Finally, Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots, 1 o'clock on Fox. The Ravens uh, favored by 2.5 is what it was last night when I sent it out. So that's what we're, the number we're going I think with. it's back up to 3 already at this point. Um if this was three and a half, I would definitely take the Patriots. Wow. At two and a half, I'm going to take the Ravens. I don't feel good about it, but I don't feel good about the Patriots either. And ultimately, I think the Ravens should win the football game. And with the number being sub three, I'll take the Ravens. Oh, Lord. Who picked these games this week? I mean, this, these were Wait, brutal. Which, which games did you want to pick this week? You, you, you don't want I to don't pick. Know. You want us to do a pick segment where we pass on the Ravens game? <laughs> but, no, I want, to, I want to do a pick segment where we have easier games. Tell you, we'll pick Alabama, um, Louisiana, Monroe next week. All right? There you go. We should do the point spread. We, that's a big point spread. What's it, like 52? Yeah, I, I think that was last um, I think that was last like, week. I, I'm, was, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of with you. With, the, with the, If it was three and a half. Sort of like it was last week with the, with the Steelers. It was three and a half, and you know they they won by four. And uh, I I'm going to take the Ravens. I think they're the better football team. I, I we we all have questions. I don't think that the Patriots ultimately can do to the secondary. Even though I uh, what what Miami did, they don't have the same personnel. They don't have the same type of quarterback. So I think ultimately that's. Uh, that that sends me in the Ravens' direction. Okay, got everyone on the Ravens over here. Oh well, oh, that, there you go. That would yeah. mean everyone's on the Ravens. Okay, all right, all very right. good. Clean sweep for the 
All right, KZ, at Fans Fantasy on Twitter is how you follow him. At this point, should I just like let go of Sky Moore and Romeo Dobbs? Is it even worth me holding on to spots for them at this point? It's... I still have, because nobody has really emerged um, in Green Bay, I still, if we have room, want to hold on to Dobbs. Yeah. I, I, I think there's I think there's some there. And, the you know, he's getting some targets. I mean, the four catches, you I know, you. Um, things you. like that. But otherwise, yeah. I mean, we it's, can we can make those. Moves. Very sad. Can I uh, can I start Najee Harris with confidence tonight? I mean, uh, I'd love to see your team if you have a better option. I've got uh, Alvin Kamara, James Robinson, and Damian Pierce. Well, Pierce, not yet. I I, I mean, it's good Pierce, and uh, so right. no, I think you I think you guys stick with with Najee. All right, All right buddy. Right. Appreciate you. We will talk to you next Thursday. Okay. Thank you, sir. Okay. We'll get, Take care. We'll get Thanks. picks up at glennclarkradio.com here in a little bit. Still to come today, segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with Marlon Humphrey. We got some special visitors who have stopped by the studio. We're going to talk to them next. Reminder, Stan the Fan Charles, if you missed it, he and Ross Grimsley caught up with the great Jerry Coleman on Monday. Had a great conversation with him about his future and just Baltimore sports in general. You can find it at facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today come experience maryland's number one sportsbook this nfl season at the fanduel sportsbook at live casino and hotel the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast take advantage of our 24 7 kiosks massive video screens and watch all the action from the best seat in the house with more money paid out than anyone around make every moment more at the new fanduel sportsbook at live casino and hotel in hanover maryland please play responsibly gambling problem please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org first sip that first bite mm. starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. The Maryland Lottery presents Ravens' Greatest Plays. It was called the Mile High Miracle, a 70-yard touchdown pass against Denver with 30 seconds left to send the game into overtime. 
The Ravens eventually won, propelling them to the championship. Another great Ravens play belongs to Diane from Annapolis. Diane played Raven scratch-offs and won season tickets for 20 years. You could be next. Play Raven scratch-offs with instant prizes up to $100,000. And please play responsibly. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. It is Glenn Clark Radio, a Thursday edition of the program. Again, still to come, segment two of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Marlon Humphrey. But before that, we've got a visitor who has come to hang out with us in studio. He is Corporal Robbie Wright from the Baltimore County Police Department. And my first question, are you a cop? Because you have to tell me if you're a cop. Uh, we got to turn Robbie's mic. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Griffin. I, you, you, he ruined my entire <laughs> stick by not having the microphone ready. <sighs> I was I was really proud of that one, too. I was really proud of that one. Uh, uh, Corporal, great to see you. Thanks so much for stopping by to hang out with hey, us. Hey, I want to thank you guys for the opportunity. Thank you for having me. Here. Here, here's my first question. On your way over, just driving over today, Yes. how many laws did you see that were, were broken that you just didn't have the time to deal with? In- actually, actually, thankfully, none. Really? Thankfully, none. Man, it was a four-minute drive. So yeah, I got to There's a few. There's a few pet peeves of mine, right? And I, I'm not trying to pretend like I'm a perfect driver, right? Like I, none of us are. But there are a few around here. This just <laughs> truly drive me. I had. I take now. We don't. I don't get on eight, on six ninety five uh, uh, west as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. But coming uh, uh, Delaney Valley, I take it. I live in northern Baltimore County, so Jarrett's Hill Pike to Delaney Valley. There is a spot right before the six ninety five exit where there is a turn-only lane for a smaller road Mm -hmm. that's only feet before the exit for 695. Okay. And everyone that's getting off on 695 moves into the turn-only lane a stoplight ahead of time and drives through that turn-only lane to go to the exit for 695. So those of us that are good (laughs) law-abiding citizens, those of us that have always respected the law, people that I would say clean as a whistle, like your pal Glenn Clark, those of us that don't get in that lane end up getting screwed by all the people that get in that lane. Can you please do something about that for me, Corporal? I, I, I would say the Baltimore County Police Department, the officers, part of the agency, we're doing our best. We're I, I know, I know, I know that's traffic true. Traffic laws and take care of everything. So hey, we're we're out there doing our what, best. And right. what if we created a bonus system? All right. <laughs> what if you know for guys like me that again clean, clean couldn't be cleaner? Don't don't even bother looking. Because it's a promise. Never done anything wrong in my life. Make sure that, uh, you know, no, okay. Um, For guys like me, could we get a bonus system for the times that we do it the right way so that maybe when we make a mistake some some other time, we could (laughs) claim, like, points. We could say, hey, but I can cash in the 40 points that I earned (laughs) from not getting into the turn lane early and maybe use that instead of paying for the speed camera that I got hit with. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's <sighs> anything that can be done. Yeah, we all got to be a law-abiding citizens. We got to set a good example for everybody. So even the best of us, we still got to go out there day-to-day, set a good example. Right, if, so. I, if, I, if I keep pitching it, maybe. Like maybe <laughs> I keep like a broader audience, I hear it. Maybe this is 
more like a legal uh, system thing that I need. Maybe it's not your area. I've got to go somewhere else in order to try to get into that. I'm I'm gonna keep. I'm not giving up on my hopes. I'm not giving up on the hopes that maybe I could cash in some goodwill instead of having to pay for a speed camera <laughs> ticket in the future. Um, uh, Corporal, the part of the obviously the big reason why you're here. Uh, you guys are on the lookout. You guys yes, not not just for people breaking the law. Of course, you're on the lookout for that. But you're on the lookout for um, for more people that are willing to step up and and join the force. Correct. Um, I know it's been you know kind of a highly charged conversation in recent years, right? About the role of police within the community. And one of the things that I often talk about with cops is, hey, we want you to be part of the solution. We want you to come here and help be a part of this community and what it is that we're trying to do. Is that part of your message to people about joining the force? Is that, hey, whatever change you want to see, like whatever you think this is supposed to be look like, if, if you want that, you got to come be with us and see what we go through and understand that. And then you can help us out as we try to be the, the best part of this community that we can be. So that's actually spot on. So whenever we, whether we go do recruitment presentations at schools, colleges, we go to job fairs, even at the events that we put on ourselves, the one thing we tell people is, look, we are looking for people who are willing to serve their communities, people who want to help out, want to be part of the solution. And we encourage people to, hey, look, if you believe that law enforcement can be better, that this can be a worthwhile career and that this is something that can serve the public, come join us, help us do that. Bring your ideas when you join our agency the more to marry it because and I'm a big believer in this we have to reflect our communities and not just one part or another part but mm -hmm. all of our communities different experiences socioeconomic backgrounds we have to reflect all of that so whenever we go out to events no matter what it is when we talk to people we tell people hey look we would love for you to join bring your experiences you have we would love to hear your ideas just be part of the solution with us and you speak of those events I know you guys have a big one coming up on October 29th um, yes, we do. is the next hiring event that you guys are going to be doing it's at the public safety building 700 East Joppa Road exactly. in Towson 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And and I'm assuming this is you get a lot of questions, right? I assume mm -hmm. that it's not normally people that show up and are like, "I'm ready to sign up today." Like, <laughs> I assume that you're going through more of a, "Hey, am, am I am, am I going to be in the line of fire? Do I need to know how to operate a weapon?" Like there's a lot I think that I have something to offer, but I'm not sure. What are the common questions that you get when you do an event like this? So, yes, to your point, um, one of the questions we do get is, how does the training work? What does that look like? Another one we get is, what do the schedules look like? What shift will I be on? Is it shift work? Is it rotating? Um, another question we get is about the salaries. We get questions about salaries, yep, sure. of course, which is completely understandable. The benefits, what does it look like in regards to work-life balance? So we get a broad range of questions where, you know, whether we answer it on ourselves on the recruitment end, for our hiring events, we also have our background investigators. We have members of different specialized units, such as canine, aviation, marine unit, and they're there to answer questions about their particular units as well. So at our hiring events, we have a good group of people, a bunch of people there to answer a broad range of questions that most people have, because understandably so, many people are not coming from a law enforcement background. Sure. They're coming from college. They're coming from high school. They're coming from the private sector, and many of them they have very little experience with what exactly law enforcement is outside of maybe what they've seen on TV or maybe like 
bits and pieces here in personal life. So if we're hiring events, it's a great chance for the community to come out, see what our agency in particular is all about, what we have to offer, not just in regards to benefits, salaries, but promotional opportunities, our specialized units and the positions that we have outside of the patrol functions as well. So it's a great time for the community to come out and, hey, bring your questions, ask us. We'll get you the answers right then and there. And if we can't, we'll do our best to get back to you with certain answers. So it's a great chance for people who just want to know more about the Baltimore County Police Department and know more about our agency to come out and check us out. October 29th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., the Public Safety Building, uh, 700 East Chapel Road in Towson. Exactly. And on top of that, so and just to give a little bit more background on our events, on top of the specialized units, our recruitment team, the background investigators who come out, yep. we also do agility testing and we also have the written testing there as well mm. people can come and apply on site during the event and on top of that we do different themes with our events so last december when we did a hiring event in randallstown we actually did a food and toy drive oh, in conjunction cool. with that that's we actually really cool. set up boxes we collected toys and food and we donated it to different organizations throughout the area for this particular hiring event we're doing october 29th we're doing a trunk and treat also, awesome. if families just need an idea, if they need a safe alternative, if they're just looking for something to do for their families for Halloween. Oh, that's cool. We're doing a trunk and treat. We're going to pop the trunks. We're going to have candy in them. You know, people come by, grab it. You know, we'll be there 10 a.m., 6 p.m., entirety of the time. Hey, wow. come out, get some candy, bring bags, bring the family. And once again, we call them community hiring events because they're not just about hiring people. Of course, that's what we do. That's what our function is. But we call them community hiring events because it's a chance for people from the community to come out interact with police officers in a positive environment and a good environment and get to know more about the law enforcement agency that, you know, their community is a part of or is served by. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com is the website for you to find out more. Corporal Robbie Wright is in studio with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Um, Corporal, you just mentioned the words agility test. Yes. Now... I'm in better shape than I was. Uh -huh. Like I had a, <laughs> there were a dark few years in there mm -hmm. when, uh, you know, I, I was being supportive. My wife, when she, had, when we had our first kid, I just wanted her to know that we could go through it together. And so I wanted to, I, we both put on weight in the process. Like I, but I've gotten it back together. But what exactly am I looking at at this agility test? And what are the chances that I, at 39 years old, would pass? the Baltimore County Police Department agility test. So let me answer that question first. So we've had people in their 40s and their 50s, even in their 60s, come out and pass the agility. Yeah, John, John so Colson had, in the next room is thinking, <laughs> yeah. hey, he's got an idea for some content that we're going to do for uh, PressBox's YouTube page. So we, he's thinking that he's going to send me out to do this, and I'm very nervous about it now. So we've had, all, we've had people of all ages come out. We've had people come and pass it. And with the agility testing, what we do is we do push-ups. We test sit-ups. We also test a mile and a half run. And also along with those tests, we do tests with a lifelike model of the handgun that we carry on a day-to-day -day okay. basis. So for, and I'll just run down just what we're looking for, just the minimum requirements. Yeah, so, I'm starting to get nervous already. So for males, for push-ups, we look for 21 push-ups. We look for- Okay, when you say push-ups, mm -hmm. like, you know- push-ups though right like no 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 no, no. so we uh, we take a block uh, we put it under you oh god and you gotta hit that block your chest has to hit the oh, block you have a counter looking at you counting each rep if it doesn't count it doesn't count <laughs> they'll I, say no reps so. i'm gonna put this down as a maybe <laughs> a solid maybe for me on the first all right next so for males for the sit-ups 31 full sit-ups so that's i think i can do that i do 100 sit-ups every morning actually now again i'm not you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm right. there's a little more wiggle probably in there than there should be, but I am legitimately doing a hundred sit-ups every morning. So I think I can, 
I think I could do 31 real ones. So I, And I'll just say this. So for the setups, it is hands interlocked behind the head. Yep. It is That's come what I do. all the way up, all the way back down, lower back, upper back hits the ground, come all the way back up, 31 seconds. Wait, wait, wait. 30. I'm sorry. I was like, wait a reps. second. I apologize. Whew. 31 reps. Okay. And then for the mile and a half run, we look for that to be done in 14 minutes and 21 seconds. This is just the male standards. It, yeah, this is a fact. I don't know. You don't know this about me, but I am certified the 20th fastest man in Annapolis. Okay. <laughs> I, that's, a, that's a fact. I am the 20th fastest man in Annapolis, and I was pacing at eight and a half minutes per mile. So... That to me says I'm in. Okay, I'm in. Now again, it was very cold that day, so I wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to get it over with. I think, and I didn't believe the time when they told me. I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> I ran that? What? Are you sure you're not talking about somebody else?" But based on what I ran in this couple of years, this pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. but I think that would qualify me. I think yeah. I can hit that. So I'll say this. So at our October event on the mm-hmm. 29th, we do agility. We do agility for those who are currently in the application process. We also do a practice agility for people to come and check it out and say, okay. hey, how do I feel about this? So you, you, do I, am I confident? Yeah. Do I feel good about this? What is it exactly? We offer that to people. That way they can get a taste of what it's about because like you have your questions everyone has their yeah, questions I, I about the, questions. About the agility for testing so we offer it a we offer a chance for people to come out and say hey give it a try build some confidence or see what you need to work on in order to pass it so we offer that to people at our events i'm a little bit worried about the weapon part of it because i have fired a gun literally three times in my <laughs> life and uh I was recently shooting a BB gun with some friends. Don't ask why. That's a weird thing for a 40-year-old man to be doing, but that's a thing that occurred, and I was not great. I was not hitting the target, like, at all. So I will say this. With the, with the, um, with the portion with uh, the lifelike model of our firearm, you're not shooting any rounds. Okay. So we're basically, t- we're basically testing your grip strength. Um, oh, can you right. pull the trigger X amount of times? Can you lock and slide the gun X amount of time. So we do trigger pull, 30 on your strong hand, 20 on your weak hand, you have 45 seconds to do it. And then lock and release where you lock the slide back and release it. You have to do that five times within 20 seconds. So it's just something that we, we just test your hand strength. So right. it's not incredibly difficult, but yes, if you're somebody with little experience, it could be a little different. But it's not something that's crazy. It's not something that you need prior handgun experience. I am setting the odds at like plus 400 that I could okay. pass this. I think it's possible, but it's still the underdog. The underdog right. in this scenario, plus 400 odds that I could pass the agility test. I am really nervous about the idea of doing it. I am very nervous <laughs> well, about that. And, and like I said, hey, we got to practice agility, and we offer it specifically for people who, like yourself, yeah. are nervous or worried or concerned. Come out. Take it, October see 29th. how you do, yeah. and check it out. Yes, October 29th. And also, I'll just get the female standards out there. Yeah. So for female applicants, it's 11 push-ups, 22 full sit-ups. They have to do the run at 17 minutes and 39 seconds. And that's a okay. mile and a half as well. Okay. So that's the standards what for them. What if you judge me on the female standards? What if, what uh, if <laughs> maybe you considered that? Hey, it's, it's 2022. A lot of... <laughs> A lot of different opinions that people have. Maybe I judge by the female standards. Uh, that, hey, that, that's something we'll, we'll have All to right, take we'll on. talk about yeah. that. Yeah, we'll talk about that then. Uh, uh, Corporal, before we let you go, uh, run me through, sal- the, 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 you know, just the, the, the nuts and bolts. If somebody's saying to themselves, I'm thinking about it, but, like, the, the cops really get paid enough to make it worth it. Run me through some of the, like, minimum things that people should know about considering the idea 
of making a career change. So in regards to our salaries, our starting salary for entry level police officers, that's people right off the pretty much people, you know, coming in with no prior law enforcement experience. That salary starts at fifty eight thousand nine hundred eighteen dollars. However, January 1st, that gets bumped up to sixty one thousand dollars for our lateral officers, which are police officers with prior experience two years experience at the minimum. They also have to be certified by the Maryland Police Training Commission as well. That salary is currently at 63,000. That salary is also going up at January 1st of next year as well. We're also offering a $10,000 signing bonus. I'm sorry, $10,000 bonus that's paid out during the academy. So towards the end of the police academy, you get a lump sum payment, $10,000 bonus that has no effect on future raises. It's not paid out over a payment plan. Um, it is paid out lump sum, $10,000 bonus. We also offer full benefits such as medical, dental, vision. We also have our retirement program, your, our pension program. With our agency, we have a 25-year retirement, meaning you have to give 25 years of service to the agency before you can retire with the pension. It initially starts at 60% of what your final salary is. However, every year past that, it goes up 3%. We do not cap out at 80 or 70 or 70, 80 percent, we cap out at 100 percent. So there is the potential to leave the agency wow. with a pension of 100 percent. Wow, that's incredible. I know we need to remind everybody, you got to be a United States citizen, have to have a valid driver's license, correct. and a high school diploma or GD equivalent. Correct, correct, and correct. Course, the Baltimore County Police are an equal opportunity employer. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com, 410-887-5542 is the phone number, October 29th. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson. Uh, we know you're a runner, Corporal. Uh, what about backpedaling? Because the Ravens might need some help in the secondary. You think uh, you think you could backpedal enough that uh, maybe you could help out in that department? Oh, my goodness. I'll probably do worse, to be honest with you. Ah, man. <laughs> I'd probably man. take one step back. I'll fall back. Uh, but, hey, but back. hey, just one more thing. If, you know, October 29th or any time at all for our website, joinbarmercountypd.com, if you got a passion for service and you're looking for a career for life, come speak with us. Come join us. Come out. Be with us for the community hiring. Corporal, event. great to meet you. Thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us. And maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll see you on the 29th of October. It, it, it's an open offer. It's an open uh, invitation. I am, <laughs> I am not excited about it, but I might give it a shot. Thank you so much. Sounds Corporal. good. Great Thank you. you. Thank you for having That's me. Corporal Robbie Wright from the Baltimore County Police Department. When we come back in, we'll get a tidbit tubular quick, and then Tyus Bowser and Marlon Humphrey. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at Pressbox online.com slash bowser the next tyus bowser show is tuesday october 4th at 7 p.m at guilford hall brewery 1611 guilford avenue in station north it's brought to you by maryland vascular specialists and the all-new ginsu kamado grill Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBox sports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio so join us live on the bat around every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at press box sports glory days grills oktoberfest menu is now running it's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year it features the chicken schnitzel the oktoberfest brewer's platter the brewer sausage sandwich the bavarian burger with a pretzel bun the cheddar ale soup the slam dunk pretzels and the apple cobbler all of these meals pair well with oktoberfest beers and angry orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at pressboxonline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest and I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. Hey, coming through the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. Get the details. Reserve yours today at ginsugrills.com, and if you use the code TAILGATE, you will get $100 off that reservation for the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. We are winding down for a Thursday edition of the program. Thanks again to Corporal Robbie Wright for stopping by the studio. How about we get a tidbit? Tidbit is brought to you today by, this one's brought to you by the Maryland Five Star. See Olympic athletes in action. As the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars. Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. All right, Aaron Judge, he hit number 60 on, that was on Tuesday night. So he is now one of six players to ever accomplish that feat. Um, and it has that which has been done in nine seasons by six different players. So my question is, can you name those six? And just to make it a little bit more involved, like when, what year, they hit sixty home runs? I'd say that one more time. Who are the six players to have hit sixty home runs? The six players in a season. Uh, Barry Bonds. There you go. When did he do it? I mean, what year? What oh year? Oh three. Little late. Oh 
2001. There you go. 2001. I mean, I'm not going to get 73. Dude, I'm not going to get the years. Uh, Maguire and Sosa, obviously. That was 98, right? Uh, yes, they did. They did it. They both did it twice. Sosa did it right. three times. Well, Maguire yeah, but, twice. but the one, the year that everybody talks about was 98. 98. They also did it in 99, too. Um, yeah, but they didn't. Maguire got yeah, 70, right? Yes, yes. That's that's what I'm that that is what I'm trying to convey. Um, who else got well? Maris, of course. Yes, Roger Maris in 61. Yep, 1961. He hit Ru- 61 home runs. Ruth. Yes, he did. I don't know what year it was. 1927. Okay, Ruth. Hits is there somebody I'm missing here? Uh, and then Aaron Judge. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the list. All right. Yeah. Very good. Yes. Very good. Thank 60 you. 60 home runs, Babe Ruth did in 151 games, which is actually the least amount of games played. Well, I guess Judge has only played 144, so. Well, then if he, I, I, I don't, whatever. That, none of that means anything to me. But, hey, I'm sorry. It doesn't mean anything to me. Those are your 60 home run hitters. Very good. So. Tidbit was also brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox. If you haven't picked it up yet, I would encourage you to get to your neighborhood Royal Farms right now or the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. You can read it all. Pressboxonline.com. That's Mark Andrews. He's on the cover. He's larger than life. Great cover story from Bo Smolka about Mark Andrews' unlikely path to NFL stardom. Again, go pick it up right now. Tubular is brought to you today by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. You can get free bets. Right now, you go in tonight, for example, uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland playing on Thursday Night Football. You go there to watch the game tonight. You make a $25 parlay bet at odds of plus 500 or more. You will get a $5 free bet voucher that you can use on Monday night next week when you come back in and bet Cowboys-Giants. Now, that also has to be used on plus 500 odds or more on a this time on a single-game parlay. So the initial parlay could be any parlay. But the free bet has to be used on a single-game parlay. So it's an opportunity for you to take a swing at the fences, maybe try to win big using some free bet. Didn't we find out that the guy that uh, hit that massive 250000 wasn't that on a free bet uh, play? Uh, Didn't we see remember. that? There was one of them. I'm pretty one sure. Of, there was a free bet I had. I'm pretty sure it was that it was, one. Yeah, I think it, I think um, it was. So a great opportunity so. for you to win some free bet. Again, in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Busy night tonight, of course. Masson for Astros. Orioles at 7 with Trey Mancini returning. Justin Verlander, Kyle Bradish, the pitching matchup. Amazon Prime, Steelers, Browns, 815. Big Ten Network has college football. Chattanooga, Illinois at 830. ESPN, a pretty good one. West Virginia, Virginia Tech at 730. ESPNU, Coastal Carolina, Georgia State at 730. MLB Network today, Twins, Royals at 2. Cardinals, Padres at 5. Diamondbacks, Dodgers at 10. Fox for Red Sox, Yankees at 7. I guess they're trying to, they're hoping that Aaron Judge... Yeah. Uh, hits the big the big ones because they put the game on national I, TV. I loved yesterday, so it was like the eighth inning. Yeah. And, uh, oh, the like Pirates walked over. him, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, they walked yeah. him on four pitches. The I entire really stadium know. was standing I up. I don't really know why everybody isn't walking. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. That'd be a fantastic – if they just don't let him get to 61, um, everyone just pitches. tomorrow night apparently is on Apple TV Plus, so people are like freaking out about the fact that it's not on regular – it's so stupid. Golf Channel, uh, day one of the President's Cup today at 1 o'clock. Uh, some international soccer on Fox Sports 2 and 1. Uh, yeah, that's everything else, glennclarkradio.com. Um, non-sports, anything that stands uh, out? The big thing, a new episode of Atlanta. The cast of uh, Jackass is going to be on an episode of Celebrity Family Feud. Sure. That's not for me. The rest. I, love, I do love the cast of Jackass, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but it's not going to get me to watch Celebrity Family Feud. A uh, new season of uh, The Kardashians on Hulu as well. Going to pass. Oh, come on. Going to pass. Anything else? Uh, those are the highlights. All right, glenclarkradio.com. You can find it all there. Hey, Tubular was also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Again, the Oktoberfest menu is available, and it is chef's kiss. Ah, that wasn't really a chef's kiss. I don't was, know what that was. That, that was, was a, a sloppy, I blew a kiss, really. Yeah, right? I don't know what that was. Um, 
my God, the Brewer sausage platter, the Brewer sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with the pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, which is good by itself, but also you can get those slam dunk pretzels and probably great on a rainy day like this. Yeah, today oh. is the perfect day for the uh, the cheddar ale soup. Oh God, the chicken schnitzel, the chicken schnitzel, the chicken schnitzel. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website. Get your order in right now. Thanks today to Sal Palantonio. Thanks to Vernon Davis. Thanks to Ken Zalis. We will get all of that up. And thanks to Corporal Robbie Wright. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the <coughs> tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, Stan the Fan will join us in the studio tomorrow. Bo Smolka is going to join us. Any, uh, um, we should get a chance to talk to Dan Crowley. Dan Crowley yes. is going to join us. So uh, if you don't know Dan, Dan was a legendary quarterback at Towson. He's been working in their athletic department for years. He has now left Towson and he is launching the NIL collective that we were talking about with Vernon Davis for the University of Maryland. So I'm fascinated by that. We're going to talk about that with him tomorrow. And we'll try to we'll preview the Patriots somehow, some way on tomorrow's show. We'll do a Patriots preview. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, at PressBox. All of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Costas Inn, the Maryland Lottery, Guilford Hall Brewery, the Baltimore County Police Department, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Lots of content going up this week. Thanks to MC Ernest for taking care of that. Follow us in all of those places at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. We wrap up today's show by taking a listen in on segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show from Skipjack's Crab Deck earlier in the week with special guest Marlon Humphrey. That will uh, that will wrap up today's Glenn Clark Radio. Welcome back in for segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show on 105.7 The Fan. We are at Skipjack's Crab Deck in Middle River. Rita and Glenn. Glenn and Rita. And I did course, it right this time. You got it. Tyus Bowser is here alongside Marlon Humphrey, his special guest. Uh, today's show also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. Get $100 off on your pre-order by using the promo code TAILGATE right now. And if you are here with us at Skipjacks, we are giving away a Ginsu Kamado Grill. Come see the very handsome John Colson with his uh, sunglasses <laughs> right there. And we will get you registered to win a Ginsu Kamado Grill and $500 worth of grilling meat, which Man. seems pretty good. Yeah, Tyus wants to my, sign up. Yeah, I need to sign up for that. Tyus is... So that's uh, a fairly decent set. Uh, you know what? Before we do this, Marlon, you said, I can't wait for Sunday. Yes. Yes. Does, should we read that, Demeanin? You feel like you're good to go? That I'll be good to go. I'll okay. be good to go. All right. All that's, right. that's what I, you know, I guess we should have said something then, but I'm glad we got that clarified. All right. So that leads us to a segue. Uh, Marlon, you have become a man known as much for food as football in this city. <laughs> now, and remember, we had Marlon come on the radio show in the summer, and we had him explain it, but obviously we, we need... Yes. Some, some new answers. No. Uh, we need yes, new answers. Yes, Ty, yes. Ty, you're not the most active person on social media. Yeah, I'm not too active. Not too active. Do you ever see anything? Like when if Yeah, I do. I see a few things. Do I you see. ever roll your eyes at anything that you see? I, I roll my eyes a lot. Yeah. I roll my eyes a lot with a few things I'll be seeing. Like, are you serious? Anything in particular that you remember that Marlon's tweeted about over the years? Chick-fil-A? Anything? It's too that much to even like remember right now. But it was 
It was one. I forgot what it was. The it wasn't the mac and cheese. I, it wasn't the mac and cheese. Yeah. I mean, of course that one. Of course that one. But it I was another was one. Going. He was saying something, but I forgot what it was. But it just had me like, are you serious? <laughs> Is really what he just said? My, my tweets about food are just... Other people are thinking them. They just don't want to say them all the time. Yeah, I'm not thinking them. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a very... My, my, my palate comes from one day I was... I don't know how old I was. And I was like, I don't like coleslaw and I don't like potato salad. And then I started thinking to myself, I've never even had coleslaw or potato salad. Oh, my God. So then I was like, I think as a person, as a human, we oftentimes just either eat something because everyone else is eating it or like or don't like something because I just think I don't like it. So I have a very neutral palate to where I can see something like, oh, that looks really nasty, but go into it with a positive feeling and let the palate tell me what's good and what's bad. And the palate tells me, out of all foods, the most overrated is cheese noodles. And wow. Oh, my God. I, 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 it, the obsession with it starts when you're a child. You get the little Kraft Mac. They got them in little SpongeBob, smiley faces, all that. And then it's absorbed from a child, and then it's just over. But me, I've broken through that. I've resisted the urge. My mom had all the... I don't eat my mama mac and cheese. So it's like, wow. eh, wow. I'm not falling for it. Wow. But one day people will realize, and when that day happens, man, it might be, a, somebody said I'm leading the youth. Leading and the I youth? said, if I'm leading the youth, oh, wow. when I get to be 50, I'll see a whole generation of non-cheese noodle eaters. No. And I'll be very happy. Well, you're going to be very disappointed in the next 50 years. <laughs> I can tell you that. That's crazy, man. Yeah, you hear him? That's crazy. Do you hear him right That's now? Crazy, man. The See? day that I realize what he is saying, I will be dead. Yeah. I'm telling you now, <laughs> I will dead. be rolling in my grave because I ain't giving uh, up no mac and cheese for nobody. I feel like you just had some very bad experiences. No, I'm from the South. There's the Which makes it even crazier. That's what I'm saying. That's the surprise. It was part. always something I just ate, and I'm like, uh, it doesn't really do it for me. You know what I mean? And then I realized, like, this just isn't it. Wow. And it was just a great day when I found that day. So what are some other things that you think of? We got to talk about Indian food. Yeah, because... All right, guys. All right, they gave, I have a they so, gave right, you look, a, a look. run that day. All right. Okay, look. <laughs> guys, I, I can defend this, guys. I, my buddy... I, I have never had Indian food. Until wait, wait, that one wait, day. Wow. You, that hang one on day. a second. Until that one day. You, had you not had Indian food when you sent that tweet out? No, no, I did. I had just had it. So oh, my buddy hits me up. Oh. I was like, bro, there's this Indian spot in Owings Mills, actually. I'm like, okay, like, what does that mean? He's like, bro, we got to go eat there. And I am like, to the waiter, I'm like, yo, what's the best thing on this menu? I'm like, what's the best thing? Like, you just tell me, bring it out. That's how I usually eat. I just tell them, bring me out, whatever's the best. And he brings out like three or four dishes, and they're all just, bleh. like, I'm like, <laughs> so I send that tweet out, and like, sometimes I send a tweet out and get off Twitter. I like started getting text messages and I'm oh, like, wow. I'm like, wait, what did I even tweet? I don't even remember what I tweeted. And then I go on Twitter and I'm getting attacked. I'm like, whoa, this is the worst thing I've ever tweeted in my entire life. And that is when I realized Indian food obviously cannot be bad. And I need, I have not had it since, but the things I was getting, I was like, whoa, I must have had the worst Indian spot in the world. So I have to retry Indian food and I, that is one tweet, food take. I can resend. Whoa. <laughs> that is about the only one, though. Probably the only Whoa. one. Whoa. Okay. You know, it's funny. This was on my list of things that I was going to ask tonight. Is there anything you've had to admit 
There, there are. It's well, he, so he's a, he is not admitting it because he's had new Indian food. He's yeah. saying that it has to be good if people yes. were going off on him ha, the way that yeah. they did. Ne- been- I've never received multiple text messages like, bro, <laughs> you were wilding out on Twitter. <laughs> you were tripping. Bro, what did you have? Bro, I'll come bring you Indian food right now. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Wow. So I have not technically had a better Indian food, but I do believe that must have been the wrong tweet to say. I, I wanted to go across the table and share if there's anything that you've said or an opinion you've had, food un, unrelated to food, whatever it is. I, this actually came up for me this week. So I'll share mine first to okay. let you guys think about it for like a second. Like an unpopular opinion? No, that you realized you were wrong about, oh, okay. that you had to, and it was a very difficult thing to do because I have not publicly oh, admitted I, yeah. there's something I'm wrong about. Yeah. I am wrong that it is impossible to make something that isn't meat taste like meat. And I have said that time and time and time again, that I've tried all these burgers, Impossible Beyond, I tried them all. And I say, dude, you can say whatever you want, they can be fine, but they don't taste like meat. I tried the Beyond Meat beef jerky this week. It tastes like beef jerky. It's beef jerky. I don't want to admit that. I don't want to go because I have tied myself to you can't do this. It's impossible. Don't you? What was it made out of? I don't even know. I'll look. I have no idea what it's made out of. All I know. Soybean? Probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. That's what the impossible meat is. It tastes like beef jerky. (laughs) It's unbelievable. And I don't want to have to go to Twitter and say, yo, I screwed this up. Sorry. (laughs) Like, I can't. I have to admit I'm wrong. Because, you know, it's a pride thing. Do you have anything, Tyus? Whether it's food, unrelated to food, something that you've held as an opinion that you've realized later you were wrong about. No. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I've said has been true, and I've lived by it, and I continue to live by it to this day. Wow. Everything you've ever... You've never second-guessed, like, maybe... Not that I can think of. All no. right. No, don't get me wrong. I'm willing to say, hey, I messed this up, or hey, I'm wrong. Hey, I can't think of it whatever it is, I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong. Sure. But no, I can't n- think of no anything. opinion that you've tied yourself to. No. That, all right, fair enough. I'm I'm a, I'm an overthinker, so I process a lot of stuff. Okay. So yeah. Marlon, I uh, I can't think of anything, but based off how my mind works. I will tweet something and forgot I tweeted it in five minutes. So <laughs> I'm sure there's something down the line that I have really said and stamped that I could probably take back. But as of now, one thing that I just thought in my own head that obviously, I don't know why I was thinking this, was a certain draft pick mm. that I thought was going to be legit i didn't think he was gonna be brady but i thought he was gonna be close to brady hey so so i think that that was actually going to be mine really and and and, and you don't have to say if i agree with you or not but actually that was going to be mine so i'll say it for you uh my me being wrong about something was definitely about josh allen i watched the dude in college i thought he was erratic all over the place a hot mess and i don't know if that's who you thought it was or, or it's not okay well cool that's who. That was my point. I, I was like, I'm sorry. He got a great arm, but he's he's a mess. Yeah. And then the first year, he kind of kind of was confirmed my point. And then after that, I was like, okay, well maybe he's not a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. But but literally, I was like, this dude got drafted like top ten just 
because he's got a, a, an arm. That literally is it. I was like, this dude is all over the place. Erratic, just doing whatever he want to do. Like, didn't even play for, you know, he played for Wyoming, right? Like, I was just like, come on, man. Y'all got to miss me with that. And I was wrong. And I, I have come on record and, and admitted that I was wrong about Josh Allen. It's hard because I'm usually not wrong about quarterbacks. <laughs> but I was wrong this time, so I had to admit that. I, I thought that that's where you were going with that, but I, I wanted to say it for you in case you could not say it. I, well, actually, I, I can't say it. I think I went on record on Twitter, actually, and someone was like, who's the, your favorite quarterback? And I was like, you know, I think Baker Mayfield's going to be that guy. I think he's going to be Brady. I was like, he's got that winner mentality. He's got that dog in him. I'm like, I know we don't have the first pick, but I'm like, man, if we could get that guy. I was saying we got Lamar, so very happy we got him. Yes, we worked got, out all right. But, um, yeah, he's still sticking around, but I don't know. I just thought he was going to be that guy. Wow. And, and there could still be a I guess, yeah. It's not yeah. over yet, right? It's not out. <laughs> you can still save that. Prior to Analyst Tom right. could still be yeah, saved I, in a could, Yeah, I place. might go back in the archives if it happens, but yeah, I, I thought. <laughs> and look, two years ago, two seasons ago, he was proving your point. You know, he was he was he was proving you. They trended up. I mean, they went to uh, that's the year that they went to Kansas City for the divisional round. So I I can see where, you know, they had beat the Steelers two weeks in a row. Really bad, by the way. I have to, you know, mention that. So (laughs) I get it. I can understand that, but you know, injuries happen and he just kind of been all over the place. It's all right. It's all right. Analyst Hump uh, does much better with his college football picks, right? Um, (laughs) Well, sometimes I get hacked. Sometimes I get hacked on Saturdays. Like this past Saturday when I said South Carolina. You definitely might be said Georgia. that. You definitely said that. People be having my Twitter account password. You know, sometimes oh people tweet for me. So <laughs> I can't really, you know, it depends on the Saturday, but you can get hacked on Twitter, man. There's uh, a lot of bots. Guys, this is why things. you stay off Twitter, right? Exactly. A lot of different this things. This is my point right here. I'm never going to be able to call Tyus out for his terrible picks Say, on hey, Twitter. Hey, I might do something like Marlon did and just start. Coming up with some different guesses and just stuff. Just make some guesses. I might. I might just do that. It's not going to hurt you. It's anyway. not going to hurt you. He's doing anything. fine, obviously. I'm going to get a few <laughs> people that's going to come at me, but I think that's the, the fun right. part of You're it. Right. I, like the, I like the engagement. Hey, I want to give a shout out to Great Eights Memorabilia. They help make this show possible. GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. They've got a big event coming up next Monday night with Patrick Queen and Adafe Owe. Uh, you're going to want to be there for a public signing at Vintage Vinyl in Bel Air. It benefits the fight against children's cancer. You can find out more and get tickets right now. Great Eights Memorabilia with the number eight. GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Um, we also associate you, Marlon, with the punch. Yes. I'd love to know the backstory on the punch, but I'd also really love to know when maybe a punch went wrong. Oh, man. Punch. Well, it, it really kind of started happening when I got bumped to play nickel. So I think we were, I don't know what year it was, but Jimmy had to miss the first four games of the year. And so my coach comes to me and he's like, we want you to try to play inside. And I'm like, I never thought I'd play nickel in my career. And I, I actually never thought I'd play nickel, period. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I can, yeah, I, I don't really... I made a pact to myself in college that whatever a coach asked me to do, I'm just going to do, unless it's something like crazy, crazy outside of football. But when it's on the football field, I was just going to say yes. But so I moved inside, and I just was around the ball a lot more. Like you're at outside, you're like 
you're not really around the ball. You're mainly on the island. Yeah, so those are the two years when I had a lot of those punch outs. I was just around the ball so much. I was just able to use my you know aggressive play a lot more than what I could outside. And uh, it's uh, it, it works really well when I'm in there. When we, when we, but you have to have the depth. So you know with Fuller going out, uh, probably won't be in there too much just because you know we just don't have the, really the depth. But when it's went wrong, man, I've, I've had to start wearing the padded gloves like mm-hmm. D-Lyman because these knuckles really start getting really – I feel I started taping up my thumbs. I'm like – I used to wonder why is Tyus and all these dudes got all this tape on their arms <laughs> and all this crap, and it's uh, it hurts a lot. It's starting man. to that, make that, a lot more sense. Huh? Yeah, it starts making a lot more sense. Like, those trenches are not fun. Like, anytime I have to – I'll fall in the box, hit an old lineman, but I ain't really moving them nowhere. So I, 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 it, it made my respect for the interior guys grow up a, a lot because, like, uh, I just – I hate seeing guys take on double teams. It just hurt. It hurts my back. Yeah. Like, I see them just holding with two – like, it's two 300-pound guys, and it's just – them dudes do some work that I don't really ever want to do. But I get a little taste of it when I get to be inside. Well, Tyus, tell me about the decision, like when you've got somebody, when you're coming at him, when do you think about going for the ball versus, nah, I just, I just need to get this dude on the ground? It depends on who it is and the position you're in. Um, I just feel like um, I could just bring up the situation with Cleveland and with Njoku mm-hmm. and that tackle there. It's like in that position, you just want to get the guy down. Um, with a guy like Derrick Henry, you just want to get this guy down because mm-hmm. yeah. you know he's going to carry the ball strong and he's going to hold it tight. So in those situations, you just want to get that type of guy down. Now you have other guys who are more skilled, who like to move around and like to juke and stuff, like a OBJ or something like that. Now that's a guy who you want to try to punch at, you know, different guys in that. So it just depends on the guy who you who you coming up against to where it's either – try to punch the ball out and of course that all goes into film and watching film as well and seeing what guys are really vulnerable what guys actually protect the ball well and just go based off of that marlon you guys played uh the dolphins obviously you got jalen waddle tyreek hill we everybody knows they are probably one of the fastest duos not only that, they're elusive. <laughs> they were kind of slipping Although and Although Rashad's pretty fast, they, too, they, they, man. Well, no, no, no. I, I, yeah, Rashad is definitely fast. And, and he had a, like, he was on, on Next Generation. Yeah, the fastest, the fastest yeah. speed we've seen, yeah. But, but as a defender, right, when, you, when you're playing guys like that and you see that on film, what's the difference, though, in being, having, seeing it on film but then you having to deal with that? Obviously, you played with Tyreek uh, in the past because the Ravens have played the Chiefs when he was in Kansas City. But now you're in a situation he's in. Miami we know that you played Jalen Waddle last year but now you got both of those guys yeah so in terms of like how do you defend guys that not only fast but they can just move slip and slide around through through coverages like that so for for like guys like that I mean anytime you got to guard Tyreek it's like it, it was it was crazy because like we just we just watched film and there was a couple times when it was like this is the fastest guy in the NFL and I felt like some of the guys were not treating him like the fastest guy in the NFL. I'm like, when I'm out there and I'm lined up in front of him, I'm like, this dude is the fastest guy in the NFL. Like, I don't even like think that is like, okay, the chances are if he runs like something short, okay. If he runs something like that way, okay. But if he goes this way, 
I'm going to be ready to run with the fastest guy in the NFL. Yep. So that's always in my mind, guarding guys like that. And the biggest thing is I'm just trying to stay in front of him. Like, yeah. I tried to reach out and jam him in the game. He actually went backwards, did a whole side move, and then went vertical. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to try to stay in front of him. I'm not really going to try to touch him. I'm just going to try to stay in front of him. So you just got to have a different mindset because they're like, fast switchy and they're like really low to the ground Mm -hmm. so like that's a difference probably between like like you brought up bateman like bateman i always knew bateman could slide so i wasn't surprised when he outran a top probably 10 corner in xavier howard but he's just not short and small and getting up to speed immediately so tyreek and Tua, i mean tyreek and uh jalen they just get up to speed like within like no time so that's the biggest difference you just got to know that guy is that fast. So <laughs> if, you, if you really keep that in the back of your head at all times. Yes. Well, it's not in the back of my head. It's in the front of my head when I'm guarding. Yeah. But if you ever think that he's not that, then he usually is running behind you for a touchdown. So that's the biggest thing. You just got to always remember that. All right. It is the Tyus Bowser Show on 105.7 The Fan. It is also brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists. Their team of surgeons is Maryland's leaders in ethical arterial procedures. When we come back in, uh, Ravens have a chance to do something on Sunday that they've never done before. We'll talk about that next. It's the Tyus Bowser Show.